Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 80, The Hollywood Nights from 1980. Ooh, 80 from 80. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Too. And this episode is brought to you by Shelby American. The American automotive designer, racer, and entrepreneur Carol Shelby was best known for his involvement with the AC Cobra and later with Mustang-based performance cars built in partnership with Ford Motor Company. Shout out Shelby American. Shout out Matt Damon. Yes, Carol Shelby himself. He's hashtag he's my Shelby. He's my Shelby. <laughs> he's like my that. Shelby. Yeah. Now, Joe, before we get into anything else, I want to make sure we get right off the bat that we have been saying for a while, and this is going to be outdated because this episode doesn't come out for six days, but we've been saying for a handful of episodes that we're probably not going to have new news, but since we last recorded three days ago, and Good hopefully news. these are both actual, legit, although today is April Fool's Day, so who knows if it's true or not, we have confirmation from... Dwayne Johnson's Instagram that Hobbs and Shaw Two is under development. We're not doing extracurricular activities. No, we are, but like... I want to say I want to say this first. This is more okay, important than extracurricular activities. We also learned today, and I hope this is not an April Fool's Day prank, that Hob- that Tokyo Drift Two is happening, starring Han. Which, yeah, I know, dude. I like I said, it is April Fool's Day. The Hobbs and Shaw Two thing we know that's confirmed. That wasn't on April first. But the timing of the Tokyo Drift 2 thing coming out, it's from Slash Film. Is it from Slash Film or is it from Screen Rant? Screen Rant, sorry. I thought it was... Because Screen Rant, I think, was the one that was like, they were the ones who broke the Ryan Reynolds thing, they broke the Kevin Hart thing, but they also broke like other things that didn't actually come true. So I don't know if they're just like shooting their shot or not, but uh, Yeah, maybe, I, don't I don't know either, man. Anyways, I would love a Tokyo Drift 2. That would be so awesome. Justin Lin is apparently gonna direct it if it does happen you know so that will be a ton of fun we did bring han back so like why the fuck not it makes sense actually i didn't connect the dots that like that is a logical step and that will be really cool because this could be a spinoff again right that doesn't count as one of the 10 movies right so um all these things are cool by me i'm happy with every each and every one of them Wes says we're always just happy with more content we personally do love tokyo drift so why not i I wonder what the timeline of it is going to be if it's going to be immediately after the car accident because if it's after the car accident it doesn't help us but if it's some hmm. ambiguous time before which again still might not make sense because it's it happened so long ago i i basically the question i'm trying to ask is can we get giselle back here i don't know i would think though with seeing sean and earl in the trailer that this would just be like han goes back to tokyo or was it, it's either like right before Nine or right after nine is what this is going to play out. And logically, it probably should be after nine. What I'm guessing, although I don't know... Because they don't need to jump around time anymore. Like, we, we just, like, got over this. You brought Han back from the dead. Like, if we know that Han's back in nine, then you don't have to, like, make Tokyo Drift set before, you know? So why would you do it? Well, what I'm wondering is... So logically, like you say, it takes place after nine because it's him. But I think what makes the most sense narratively is to fill in the gaps between the end of Tokyo Drift, the beginning of 7, and 9. 
So, like, basically, what has Han been doing? Because I feel like if this is that true, makes if, sense, this is, yeah. if this is real, you know, we have, who was it, Justin, I think, who wrote in and was just like, Dom pulling yeah. a thing like, what you did is for you alone, blah, 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 whatever, right? Yes. They could make us angry in 9, but if they're like, hey, wink, wink, uh, check out next summer, Tokyo Drift 2, yep. you'll know the entire story. Like, that could make sense. You're right. And that would be actually really cool, because it would be like pressure you into seeing tokyo drift 2 if they're like han's back and they're like we're not gonna talk about how but just like go watch tokyo drift 2 and you'll figure it out and you're like god damn it now i need to watch tokyo drift 2 yeah they just like turn the camera also it's narratively it's great for like we were saying like how much time can they devote in nine to explaining how han got back why not just give them like a hour and a half to two hour movie to just explain that part of it, which would be cool to know anyways, and not have to, like, gloss over it in nine yep. for just, like, 15 minutes and be like, oh, this is how we got back here. It's so much smarter. Because we're going to get to a point where these are, like, fucking endgame-length two-part movies unless they start doing stuff like this. Just, like, give me a spinoff that's, like, this is the story that you wanted to see on the side, and cool, that works for me. Yeah, that's fair enough. Cool. So that's, that got out of the way. That's the news segment. We did it out of order. But I wanted to make sure that we didn't like, because I feel like that's the kind of thing where if we do it after email, if we do it after extracurricular, like there's so many things that could, it could come up during that I wanted to make sure we had the full conversation as, yep. as we intended. Fresh. The director's cut, uh, the Snyder yep. cut. Um, but okay. <laughs> extracurricular activities. Joe, since we recorded on, when was it? Sunday? What have you been up to? Uh, literally nothing. So. Oh, so you want to do the segment to say that you've done nothing. Yeah, I don't know what I've been doing. You know what? I got, like, really into this fucking Disney Sorcerer's Arena phone game. That does not feel on brand for you at all. I know. But you know what it is? Is I was looking for something to, like, kill time on, like, Sunday night. And I was like, you know what? Like, I want something to just, like, turn my brain off. And I was looking for, like, I wanted a turn-based role-playing game you know, a la Final Fantasy, like, something that's, like, easy to, like, turn your brain off and, like, kind of repetitive, but, like, chasing the dragon a little bit. And so I found this, and it's actually a ton of fun. But it's, I like, I know that I'm going to get bored with it soon, but I'm just playing it to, like, this is going to help me get through this week of in-between boredoms. Sure. So. Since you have an iPhone, if you get bored of that game but you still want that itch, uh, the Apple Arcade subscription thing is like $5 a month that I still pay for. I should probably cancel that soon because I haven't played in a while, but I went Yeah, I'm not a big of... phone game person. It was just like the time of like us being, you know, home and in the house. I was like, I've been watching, you know, reruns of stuff, movies. Oh, that was the other thing. I watched the movie Onward, which was great. Oh, yeah, cool. Onward was lovely. I was I was so happy. It was such like a great, wholesome, fun movie. So so I wanted something that just was like, especially one of these phone games that you have to check in like every couple hours, because that's essentially like what I want to do right now, right? Like to kill time and be like, oh, yeah, I just got to like wait 45 minutes for my energy to replenish. And then it just passes time. So I guess what I was up to. Yeah, I, I this is something you. I would never do in normal life when I'm not doing anything else. I'm like, yeah, fuck it. Yeah. So since we last recorded, what did I do? Oh, we played Risk again on Monday night, the second iteration of Risk. The guy who was losing got knocked out, and then I had a bloody battle over North America. I have So we're, we're going to play tentatively scheduled to play tomorrow night. I have a plan, because I go first in the round, and so I have a plan what I'm going to do. And basically, I'm going to take a stand, and either like I'm going to lose 
like right now, or I'm gonna basically hold strong. So like I, I just gotta get lucky. That's all I'm saying. So like this is such okay. like a, a, a limp dick of a segment because like <laughs> you, don't, you can't see the board. No one really cares. I'm not yeah, describing it well. But... This is like worse than fantasy football. But I, but I'm glad that you're excited about it. And it's fun. Well, that you're yeah, doing things something with basically the TLDR is that things went bad, and I'm gonna do something probably dumb tomorrow night, and we're gonna see how it shakes out. You're gonna you're gonna leave Roy Jenkins it. You're basically, just gonna... almost exactly. <laughs> what I started doing, and I think, and you've been actually watching this. Is this has sort of been uh, killing what? time for you too. Is that I have been so missing baseball that I oh yeah recreated our fantasy baseball teams in MLB The Show on PlayStation. And so in it's League actually of really 30, cool. <laughs> it's very cool, and it's very cool to see your fantasy team as an actual team. So this might only matter to like you and maybe to Justin. But what I did is I took the thirty teams in Major League Baseball and I traded all. 25 guys on each of our teams to one of one of 12 different teams. So there's basically 12 mini all-star teams and then 18 teams of nobody. As of right now, we have six of the 12 teams have lineups. And so I'm waiting to get more people, but I'm basically streaming, like simming a game and streaming it on YouTube, on my YouTube channel, which is Soul Popped, letting the computer play against itself. And I'm basically streaming it at either broadcast speed or like hybrid, which is a little bit faster. But these games take like an hour 40 to two and a half hours to watch. And they look like real baseball, kind of. like They look like real baseball. They announce it like real baseball. I mean, like... The games have gotten really good. I don't. I haven't played sports games since like Madden of seven, like yeah. five through seven. I mean, car racing games, but not like sports games. So like, I don't know how difficult it is to actually play, but it's beautiful to watch. Like it, it almost looks real. There's like some wonky physics sometimes, and like the crowd. If you look too close to the crowd, the crowd, the crowd looks bad. The sideline reporter is bad, but generally it looks great and it's fun. Yeah. I've been trying to get my league to chip in like five bucks each and like buy the new game. They're like, oh, why why should we buy you a new video game? I'm like, look, I don't enjoy playing these games. I'm not going to play this game on my own. I basically just want or the modern, just be like, like the... let somebody else have the game. I don't give a fuck who has the game, yeah. but like, you have to set it up then. So yes. just, yeah. We're using a custom roster. Like I want to basically have modern rosters, better features. I think there's maybe a league that we could do with just the 12 teams. I don't know, but I'm trying, like that's my current goal. I'm trying to convince them to basically buy me a video game that I'm never going to play. Uh, yeah. So I might, I might do it anyway. We, we're going to see, but it's very cool. Uh, and plus, it eats up a big chunk of the afternoon. And I do wonder if, like, because I have, you know, the way that my TV is angled, you can kind of see it as you walk by my house. And I wonder if anybody walking by is like, oh, shit, is, is baseball on? No, baseball's Back. not on. <laughs> you know, like, all the sports channels, like, AT&T Sportsnet in Pittsburgh has been playing, like, classic Penguins games at night and stuff like that. That's true. You know, people were still clamoring for sports. Like, I still listen to Coward talk nonsense and stuff like that, but... Cool. Well, that's all I've been up to. So, again, recording twice a week and nothing really going on, but I know uh, this is... uh, It it made me happy. It gave me something to do, and uh, I know that you've been just watching it. Like, you don't have... I'm trying to build on Twitter, like, the emotional connection, like, who owns these teams, the history of the team, how it's that Nobody cares about that. (laughs) No, but I think people do. I think people could. Do you? I think people could. I don't think they could. It's because it's not, like, your own thing. Like, for me, like, it doesn't matter, but, like, if it's on like in the afternoon like while I'm on you know work conference calls and like I can have this on my other screen at work yeah 
This is better than nothing. In our league, there are two different guys who send out uh, newsletters, basically. There's like a weekly one, and then there's one that's just like a special every time. Like, he's just more like visual. Like, the guy who made our art for yes. uh, for this podcast sends out like sort of, he does like a New York Post style kind of snarky stuff, whatever. Like, kind of as things happen, whatever. And yeah. then somebody sends out like a weekly digest when the season's happening. We were sort of joking about like, this feels like the kind of nerdy stuff that like people who have like a lot of money and just like want to make their fantasy baseball league feel like people care like this could be a service that we offer and we try to figure out like the amount of time that we spend doing that and how, what we would have to call the newsletters or the sim games this is for the newsletters so like the amount of money that we would have to like charge for the time that we spend and whatever like the personalization it's like illogical like nobody would want to do it but it's the sim games that's like oh this actually kind of is closer to like what people could actually care about because it's like the physical representation of a team and you can watch it and like it's going to aggregate the stats on its own and everything and like yeah. it's it's more feasible I think not that we're going to but I feel like in this endeavor that like what stupid thing that we'd spend too much time doing just for our own fun could we utilize to make a buck oh maybe this maybe I get that, like, okay, so in modern sports games, like, a lot of the EA ones now have, like, Ultimate Team. Yeah. And that's kind of cool. But, like, how do they not have, like, a fantasy team app? Kind of like a B-side to the game that's like, oh, you can do a fantasy team, but you can also, like, sim the games here, and you could do essentially what you're doing. Because I think that a lot of people that, like, play fantasy sports would actually be pretty interested in this. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know why. That's a good idea. I mean, there's, like, fantasy draft, but that's still just, like, Madden just with scrambled up rosters. Like, it's not what you're actually saying. It's not like you're drafting and importing and then seeing the games on TV. There should be a thing that's like, okay, like, the games are the normal matchup. You know, you would get, like, you know, one on Tuesday, one on Thursday, one on Sunday, and, like, you could either choose to watch them, or just, you'd get the sim that would end at, like, 10, 15 or whatever, like, when the game is over, and they'd be like, this was the score, this is how your team did. How is that not a thing? Exactly. I don't know. And, like, that's what we're trying to figure out, like, if we, and I think we're going to, I don't know how long we're going to do it, but, like, I think as long as people, until people get bored of it or whatever, like, we're not playing this for money, but we're playing it for glory, and we might actually award, again, not for money, but, like, the, the championship trophy to whoever wins, just because... If you have no we gotta do yet. something, right? You know, there's 12 different teams. Like, we can't, I can't stream 12 different games in a day, so, like, we'll just stream one or two, maybe, and then just sim the rest. Like, you're not gonna see most of your games anyway, so I don't know. It's just, uh... Also, yeah, like, if you're playing fantasy sports, like, you don't watch every game anyways, right? Right, right. yeah. You're only watching... So, like, you just really do... Want, you're just chasing the stats, and, like, you just string it out to, like, make it last as long as the season does. Yeah. And the other thing that we were trying to decide, but I think we kind of ended on something today, was how do we determine the winner? Like, do we aggregate the stats that are like so like in fantasy baseball we have six hitting stats and six pitching stats that count and whichever team wins more you know you get you win those categories whatever so in a yeah, perfect you week category you're 12 yeah. and 0 right and we were trying to decide if we want to do that like it's manual work but then we realized that a lot of those things aren't really player based they're going to be team based like your era for the team is just the team era so it's like it's kind of less exciting so we're thinking then just like whoever actually wins the world series in the game wins the world like wins the championship in our league too because that's like, exactly Exactly what it should be, right? Because you're playing the games, so you're and I was simming all the games. How fun it would be! How funny it would be if one of the 18 scrub teams somehow beat us? Like they're just like, oh, I love it. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. I made it so that there's six teams in the AL and six in the NL, and the playoffs there's five in each that make it. So one of each of us, theoretically, at least one 
is going to miss the playoffs, but that's just probably whoever has a bad team, right? Imagine if, like, the computer knocks somebody else off. Like, that would be embarrassing. <laughs> like, like the simmed pirates just yeah. come out of nowhere and just, like, wreck shit. Yeah. Like, and beat your, like, fantasy team, you know, that you, like, drafted and was like, these are good players. And it's just like, nah, man, chemistry was too low or something weird. I'm also very excited to see, like, one of these teams against just, like, a scrub team and just see them win, like, 12-1 or whatever. Just like, oh, no, they're going to murder... Like, all of the good pitchers are on these teams. All yes. of the good hitters are on these teams. Yep. Like, there's decent players that are still left around the league, but, like, an overwhelming majority, like, probably 90% of the good players are on these 12 teams because, like, we draft the top 300 players or whatever, right? So yeah. <laughs> it's going to be bloodbaths, like, 80% of the time, and then when we play each other, it's going to be, like, a good game, but it's that's not going to happen too often, so just excited to see all of it. Like, I'm very excited about this dumb thing that, like, is working better, honestly, than I ever thought, like, it could. And, like, I don't know why. It is cool. To your point, like, I don't know why this wasn't a thing, why nobody's even been like, oh, let, like, let's just do that. I guess because it's a lot of work and, like, you don't need to when baseball's actually on. Yeah, somebody was saying that, like, uh, Bovada was letting you gamble on simmed games. I was going to say Barstool, but I don't think it's Barstool. Like, one of them is, like, essentially doing this. Well, starting this Friday which would have been this past Friday this comes out, is that their 2K Sports is having, like, an, or I don't know who actually who's hosting it, but there's, like, an entire NBA 2K tournament. All-Stars are, like, playing as their team. So, like, Kevin Durant is playing as the Nets, and, like, there's, like, this official tournament where they're playing all remotely. Like, that's cool. Like, I think that's cool. That's but it's really also, cool. Yeah. You know, you and I were talking about how, like, the Hurricanes and whoever were, like, simming their games on their nights and streaming them yep. on Twitter or whatever, right? So, like, they're yep. out there. There's, like, a personalization to this that I guess is why we maybe haven't heard of it. Like, maybe people are doing it and it's just not widespread because, like, it's not famous people and it's not, like, something that applies to everybody. Like, it applies to 12 of yeah. us. If there was, like, some kind of mode on the game, like, you could, you could really twist my arm to convince me to, like, go buy the new NHL if I could be, like, me and my friends have our fantasy teams. It, like, sims it or lets you play them or what, you know what I mean? I guess that there's kind of the same things, but it should just be more conducive to, like, matching your fantasy team. Yeah, for sure. I don't know, again, I don't know why there isn't, but maybe this is the time to add it for next year. Who knows? Yeah, if EA, if you're listening, you owe us royalties. Okay, Joe, we have a Patreon page here on the show, Too Fast, TooForever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Jake Freer, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleinman for supporting us over there at the $5 level or above. Thank you all so, so very much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I also, before I open the mailbag, because Joe, we have a ton of emails tonight, a ton of like really? different things here and there. Yeah, for sure. No new reviews on Apple Podcasts. If you want to do us a nice favor, if you don't have money to spend, on us on Too Fast Too Forever, which you don't have to. Please don't. But I mean, please do, but please don't. Go to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. Thank you so, so very much. But Joe, like I said, we have tons of emails. So we have... I don't even, I, I'm, not, I'm not even going to count it because there's too many. Okay, wow. So first up, we have from Mr. Wells Lamont, another email I never hit send, SMH, old topics discussed. Okay. I'm willing to bet $10 that Ben Stiller is in F9. Ooh. He says, remember when Letty told us the rumor that Justice for Han was just a rumor and wasn't going to happen? She obviously wasn't being truthful with us. Not her fault, I'm sure. It's probably the studio making her say that she's trying to save the surprise. Shit, maybe she didn't know. Point is, if I'm right or wrong, don't count Ben Stiller out, which I think is what I said on that. I'm like, it doesn't mean he's not. It just means that he said he's not. Yeah, that's a good point. And it was like, he was like, I would love to. And we're like, well, you know, he could always like come in and shoot like an extra scene. Like, it's not that big of a deal, right? Like, we're like, how hard is it to like shoot a scene with like him and one of the characters that like plays into the film? Like, not very difficult. Exactly. He's not like a main character. It's not like he's like, you know, scripted to be the new Dom or something. Like, what if? <laughs> Only. I made the point that Wells made, but I didn't think, I didn't remember 
back to Letty saying, oh yeah, Justice for All is not a thing. I'm like, screw Chris Morgan for saying that or whatever. Like, that's proof yeah. that like, like literally, like, I think I said like anything goes, but like, that's proof that like, they don't tell the truth because they're hiding, they're saving surprises. Yeah, for sure. Well, says the Nine Club podcast is a skateboarding podcast. They had a guest on and he was an old BJ back in the day for MTV. He told a okay. story about how he knew Vin Diesel from going to clubs that Vin was a bouncer at. Apparently <laughs> he built a relationship with him by going to these nightclubs a lot. They ended up kicking it a bunch, and one night, they're going over the Fast and Furious script, just reading lines and drinking, and the VJ claims that Vin crossed out his character's name on every page and put the name of the VJ as a character's name, Dominic. That's how Dom got his name. Take the story for what no. you will. I'm not sure if it's true or not, but it was told. Oh, that's really fucking funny. I have to imagine that they were either very drunk or also on a little bit of drugs. Maybe. To be like, you know what, bro? I'm just going to call this character Dom now. I love you. I love you, man. Uh, we're going to... Yeah, because he says, like, you know, they're drinking or whatever. Yeah, so... Yeah, but, like, yeah. I love you. Like, I love your name. Like, I'm going to name this character after you. Or, no, not even, like, I'm going to name the character after you. He's just like, like, let's just go with Dom for now. And then, like, he gets to the thing, and he's like, hey, I like I really envisioned this character being named Dom. Is that cool? And they're like, mm, yeah, sure. Yeah. He says, Sean is on NCIS New Orleans, which I think we talked about with... Yeah, yeah. Who said Someone. it? Was it just Liz when she was on? It was when we talked to Nicole and Mari. I think it might have been with them. Maybe. Because I think maybe Nicole got someone in the quiz for Tokyo Drift, possibly. I don't remember. But there was something okay. we talked recently about, like, I'm like, oh, he's been on 200 episodes of that. Like, that's what he's been doing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he says, I realize now what it is about him that bothers me. It seems like it's the hardest thing for him to deliver lines. He speaks real slow and his accent, <laughs> and his accent adds to the mayhem. I still love Sean and hope he's in the rest of the movies, but there was something I knew that bothered me about him back when I didn't like Tokyo D as much as I do now. What was the movie that we were just watching? Oh, uh, Jumanji, when he's like, when he's like, God damn it, you're talking so slow. If you could just spit it out. Yeah. Because he's like Danny Glover. Danny Glover, yeah, when he's just like, uh, there was a horse, and yeah. the once upon a time with that horse. It's like, come on, just guy, set it up. Yeah. <laughs> when Dom fought Hobbs in five, they should have had Dom actually hit Hobbs with a big monkey wrench and then CGI'd a huge dent in Hobbs. <laughs> <laughs> and CGI'd a huge <laughs> dent in Hobbs' head for the rest of the movie or series. Like a deflated skull fracture. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't think The Rock would have would have contractually agreed to that. But his head's a good shape for it, you know what I mean? Like, with like with him already being bald, it would actually fit really well. And they could have just, like, put, like, a green skull cap on him, and they could have done the CGI pretty easily, I'd imagine. For sure. Computers are real powerful. That's what I'm saying. Well says, get Nate back on the podcast. He was cracking me up. His order of movies was interesting, and I'm writing this before he explains why he likes 2F so much, and I'm excited to hear it. Yeah, Nate is great. I knew that you guys would love him. I'm very happy that he reached out to us. Yeah, for sure. But like, I, I would... knew, like, like as soon as you like mentioned that he, like, he wanted us to come join him, and I was like listening to some of the Rocky Maya picture show. I was like, dude, I remember messaging you, being like, this is gonna be awesome. Yeah. Just telling you, like, already off the jump, like, this is gonna be awesome. And it was. It was, yeah. I was thinking actually recently today because I was like, I kind of want to get Jordan back on the podcast. So here's the thing: we have this lap scheduled, and then the next two laps are gonna have a single guest or a pair of guests for yeah. the lap. And so basically we're not going to have another individually weird scheduled lap until lap nine. Okay. But, you know, we've got other people that want to get on, but like we could, like there's so many people that we, we've talked to once. Like I'd love to get 
Nate back on. Love to get Jordan back on. Love to have Kate Hudson back on. Love to have you know Walt Kate's back great. on. You Walt, know, definitely. love to make Michael Domenico watch another movie. Like, oh, for sure. There's so, so many much. of these guys that we've had on that we love that we love having at one time, yeah. right? So nothing but time. That's the beauty. That's what I was gonna say. Well, you know, we have infinite time. So on the one hand, you could be like, like each of these conversations that we have with someone who has seen the franchise is kind of about the entire franchise, but at the same time. Anybody who loves the franchise or is just fun on the show is going to be fun on the second second episode anyway, right? Like we can st- we don't have to do like the like we can just get into the meat of it too, right? So you're taking a little bit out of it, but not much. Like you're kind of enhancing it a little bit because we've already scraped the top off. So like we know what they feel in their rankings and stuff like yep. that. We have that, yeah. so we can just keep digging and you know asking them weird questions like for sure. How involved was Hector in this? <laughs> parts buying scheme yes um he says there's no rules or guidelines for movies in the fastiverse wesley snipes would fit in wonderfully anything short of being pedos or racists and they're fine that that's pretty much my standard for life yeah as long as they're not pedos or racist anything pretty much goes i'm cool with it i finally looked at whataburger's menu and it's not necessarily in my opinion a spot to compare to in and out i guess if it's strictly burgers you're comparing it's cool but overall they're very different and then there's three things on the menu, and Whataburger is a whole bunch of stuff. I've said this yep. before on here. Everything surrounding the burger patty that makes In-N-Out so good. Yep. I challenge anyone to order a plain burger, no cheese, and just eat the patty by itself and tell me how much you like it. I'll never be able to try Whataburger after Joey explained in a previous episode that they put mustard on the burger before they cook it. Can't do mustard, but thank you for letting me know. That could have been bad. Sorry, it's In-N-Out. You get a mustard fried. T- that Whataburger, is, it's mustard-based, too. See, okay, so, and, and the thing is, is that we aren't comparing In-N-Out and Whataburger. Californians and Texans, when they get together, argue this. Like, I think that they're different. They're all the same fast food, but at the same time, like, I get that Whataburger should be compared with Burger King and Wendy's and McDonald's. And in and out is kind of its own thing. Like, if anything, it's like Five Guys versus In-N-Out, but then they're different price tiers. So it's like, they're more similar in that way. But I, I understand and agree. We always talk about this. People like to do this all the time. They're like, do you like In-N-Out? They're like, no, I like Wagyu beef burgers from this one. We're like, well, that's not the same fucking thing, dude. Like, that's not what we're comparing here. Yeah. Like, everybody's going to take a Lamborghini over anything, like, a you know, a Ford Focus every day. That's how it happens. But right. If we're classifying, and I don't even know if it's tier, I mean, it is tiers to a certain extent, but I think it's more even classification, categorization. So there's like the fast food places that are everywhere, right? Yep. There's like Bur- like McDonald's, mm-hmm. Burger King, Wendy's, right? And then there's like the sort of specialized fast food places that are sort of regional, which I guess would White be Castle. Five Guys, In-N-Out, Shake Shack, Fat Burger. Uh, Wells says Rubio's, which I think he talked about a while ago. Rubio's is a fast food chain that tries to act like a restaurant. Two of my friends used to love it. Go hit that up. But just so you know, it's essentially Chipotle as far as white people spin on Mexican food, <laughs> but even less authentic than Chipotle. They call it Coastal. Mm, interesting. But do you remember the name of the chain? I think it went away, but there was like a basically, it might have even been owned by Chipotle. There was like a Chipotle of Chinese food that was like in D.C. Oh, no, I don't remember this. They like tried to do basically the same thing where just like choose your base, choose your this, choose your that, and we're going to make it in front of you. you like Panda Express? <laughs> I guess it's like how Chipotle and Taco Bell aren't exactly the same. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we have Tikaway here, which is the Indian version of Chipotle. There's a Kava. Do you know Kava? C-A-V-A? No. It might be a new, I think it's a New York place, but there's one near me too. It's basically like Mediterranean Chipotle. So it's... Fair choose a pita or a salad or rice or whatever Mm -hmm. and then you have like the lamb or you have the falafel or you have whatever so that's good yeah well says nate made two great points tej was a cocky dickhead in too fast then he became a nerd 
Ludacris is a great actor. He's always been solid. Talking rappers to actors, he's better than T.I. and 50 Cent. Not as good as Ice-T or Ice Cube or Eminem, Fair. but he's great. Well, Eminem being top tier... I'd have to think that's about it. That's just based on one movie, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's not You don't have a ton of bodies of work to go off of. Ice-T and Ice Cube, I say yes. They're definitely top tier. Because they have sure. like you know a lasting career and a history of it, so yeah, I don't know that it's fair to lump because like you know I was I was with you in the same thought when it's just Eminem. I don't know. I mean, like Eight Miles, great. He's great in that movie, but he's essentially playing himself. Yeah, <laughs> so. he's playing M- he's playing Eminem. He's not playing Marshall yeah. Matt. He's playing Eminem. So okay, my East Coast bros, just stay safe and quarantined, and I'll see you on the other side. Well, Wells, so, stay safe yourself. Yeah. I hope you're staying safe out there. He's in been the Bay making area. some pizzas. We were talking. I was talking to Wells. Maybe blessing in disguise. Although I, I don't want to abandon our family for Fast Nine, but remember how we're like, oh shit, like that Wells, like going to the theater early, driving, you know, smoking, drinking. No, not even the drive-in, but like remember his friends, a chef at the oh, movie theater, yeah, they do the pre-screening. Right. Maybe you know, new Fast Nine, we go out to San Francisco. Maybe. Okay, next email from Alex Ellenin. Want some fun in your quarantine, he says. Pre-order starts today, ships April 27th, and this is the Lego thing that you'd sent me that I was like, damn it, I wish you didn't see. Yes. So I want to get your reaction on air, but there is a thing that I've seen now all over the place. All over the place. There's I've a- gotten a message. Mike posted on our wall. I think Jason might have sent it to us, too. One of my other buddies, like, I think Matt sent it to me. A fan that wrote in Dustin sent it to me i saw it my my love of legos and fast and the furious have overlapped and i've like hit that point where everybody was like thinking of you it is the lego technic dom's dodge charger for 99.99 coming on april 27th of this year i'm gonna buy boy, one boy. for rachel we can even do an episode about it if you want i think it'll be a cool thing to have in the house yeah i mean i would i would want it's like it's a thousand pieces like this is it's like a legitimate serious oh yeah it's gonna be fun yeah and it's a cool thing to display, too, right? So Yeah, and it'll be cool to, like, sit on your, you know, next year TV or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so, Alex, thank you for sending that in. That is very, very cool. When I saw that, I was just like, oh, damn, this is cool. So that's yeah, awesome. that's I'm going to buy one, cool. and we'll report back when we get one and build one. So Joe, our next two emails are kind of a tag team two-for-one. New $1 patron, meet Jerry Robinson. Oh, welcome, Jerry. Jerry gets access. Jerry's doing the smart thing. He gets the access to everything for a dollar. He gets access to the minute. To the quiz. He doesn't get the stickers. He doesn't get the pick a movie. But all the tireless also, work that we do. Just dip your toe in, man. Just see how it is. See yeah. how it feels. Well, we can play and just then, a tip. Sure. And then just, you know, one minute later, he sent us a message that said, You guys are awesome. So I responded back thank to you, him Jerry. and said, You know, thank you for supporting You're us. Thank awesome. you for listening. That is awesome. That's cool news. Yeah. So thank you so much, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Next email from Jason Dickinson, subject line Hobbs and Shaw. And this is what I, this is where I first found it. He's been breaking a lot of news for us. He broke Dude, the, he's been killing the, it. Yeah. Drift story. I know. He's on it. Hobbs and Shaw 2 officially in development. Always good to hear some FNF news. Doing one last binge. Stay fast. Stay furious. Stay safe and stay healthy. Ride or die fam. Love you. P.S. Brian O'Connor could be coming back for Fast 10. Ooh, that will be cool. And um, yeah, Jason's been doing his, uh, he says, I don't know how he's going to do it because I don't think I could hold back for like a whole year, but he said he's doing his last binge and then he's waiting till Fast 9 comes out next year. And I'm going to see how long Damn. he can last with this. But he's been, he was messaging us today telling us which ones he was watching and he watched them in reverse order, which was Ooh. very interesting. Yeah, I was uh, very interested by this. I'd like to know how that goes. I, I assume that one day we will get to a point where we watch them in reverse order. I guess. <laughs> Why not? I mean, you and I are contractually obligated. We, we are not allowed to take a year off. Yeah, exactly, yeah. We have an unwritten contract with our fans. Actually, no, it's a Sponsors. written contract. It's in our iTunes description. It's it's there. It's 
we have to every other week there's a new Fast and Furious movie. Yeah, that's true. The sponsors, man. They would be really disappointed. They would be so... They're like, get, let us give you our money. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay, next email from Hector. Actually, Hector, I think, sent in a couple here. I think he's got three quickies in a row, possibly. Cool. Yes. Okay. Quarantine downtime. He says, sup, Joey, since my school district is closed till April 24th. Mm-hmm. That's a long time. Yeah. I have a lot of time on my hands. A lot of time is spent watching Fitment Industries and Gears and Gasoline on YouTube. Okay. It says, listening to your podcast, in parentheses, number one podcast. Awesome, thank or you. Or playing Need for Speed and Gran Turismo on PS4. I love Gran now Turismo. Now that I think about it, I'm not being very productive. Got any suggestions to get my ass productive in this time of toilet paper crisis? Gotta go, stay fast, stay furious. It depends on how you're feeling about this, right? If you're mm-hmm. in a high-stress situation, because some people are like worried or nervous or anxious about this, then I think you're doing absolutely all the right things. And you shouldn't feel bad like you're not accomplishing anything right now. Like anything that you're doing that's staying in and being safe and healthy is awesome. If you want to feel like you are being productive, I would say however this manifests itself, make something. That's a really good idea. You Just creative create outlet. Something. Creative things are good. If they if it's buying a Lego set to build, I was gonna suggest reading things. This is like one of the times that I really like reading almost documentary like things. You know what I mean? Like historical pieces or instructions on how to do a new thing um that's why we use spending a lot of time baking and stuff like that it's a cool time to like play with some new baking recipes at the worst job i ever had which was eight years ago now it's basically the job i had and so i had this job i got fired from this job because they had no work for me to do Mm -hmm. i took a cross-country road trip and then i started basically working for my current boss so it was like a great like basically leaving this job was the best thing that ever happened to me awesome but i was stuck at a desk for eight and a half hours a day with nothing to do, I was just like, how do I fill the days? And what I would do is I would just go on Wikipedia and just find, like, the longest articles I could and just get real deep into something. That's and, like, awesome. You, like, I went down, like, a really weird serial killer rabbit hole and, like, love that. explain, like, D.B. Cooper and mm-hmm. the West Memphis Three and all stuff. Like, it's just, like, you can find – there's so much to read and there's so much to learn out there. You know, I know that you're a gearhead, so if, if you can work on your car maybe or if you can write something or if you can read something or if you can do this, I think you can do you that. I you can learn a ton of cool car things. You know, I have, like, a lot of these, like, small passions that I focus a lot, like, a lot of energy on. So, yeah, that's what I'm just, like, you know – playing with new baking ideas that's like always one of my favorite things so like i'll just i've been doing like tons of baking experiments now i have it to a point where like i'm gonna go through a loaf of bread in two days i know that i'm gonna make a new loaf of bread so i'm like okay maybe let's add a little bit more salt this time and i just do like all the experiments where like that what would normally take me months to like work out the kinks of i can truncate it and do it now in like two or three weeks when we say like create something or whatever like you don't have to make it for the world it can just be for you like whatever you want to do like joe's not selling bread he's making the bread for himself and rachel to eat exactly yeah like i personally like all the food things because there's a payoff to it and like there's always something enjoyable about something that you made that you can eat as well you know like it's like and then it goes away you know so like you created something that is like meant to be destroyed here's maybe a cool idea maybe and i want you you're more in tune with this and maybe this would be either blue ballsy or if it would just be impractical but like maybe put together like your dream car but like part by part like if you had all the money and all the time in the world like scout out online like every piece that you would order what you would do and then have it all together and then even if you don't have like a lot of expendable money and you just say you have like an extra 20 bucks one day or whatever you go out and you buy like a thing and then you slowly build your car and then once someday you have all that you can actually put it together but maybe this is the time to scout that out and know like okay i'm gonna need 
need project car that I want. I'm going to need $44,000 and I'm going to need X amount of time. Yeah, that's really cool. This is exactly what, and like have it like an Excel or on Google Sheets or whatever. And like you can add links to, you know, the racersedge.com or whatever. This is the thing that Joey and I differ in, that Joey puts a lot of his thoughts and stuff like that into a tangible form like and just putting it on paper is really helpful to make you feel like you're not wasting time i'm nowhere near joey's level but i've gotten much better by dealing with you well thank you you're welcome you're in high school it's not like you have tons of disposable even if you have like a job like you know you probably don't have a ton of expense but you don't have like a ton of disposable income so like don't do it like in a way that's going to frustrate yourself like oh i can't get this anytime soon but like aspire to it right and like if you're good at that like all the yeah all the labor you're going to do yourself and you're going to feel like it's going to be this intimate it's going to be your car in a way that like is your like in every element is your car it's not like you just yep. bought a car and you like changed one thing here or there or whatever like you're building it from the ground up and you're finding every part you're sourcing every part like really cool go for it man yep i agree that's fun. just make sure it's american muscle <laughs> Imports. Next email from Hector Lance Theory. He says, I got a theory about Lance, Johnny Tran's cousin. What if he comes back in 9 or 10, fast 10 year seatbelts, he says, as another villain to get back at Dom for killing Tran? This way, they can use him as an excuse to bring Mia back because Brian was killed by Lance. Mm. Brian was killed by Lance? Maybe Jesse was killed by Lance? Jesse was killed by Lance. He says, Is this too much? I don't know. At least they can make him a minor villain and let him drive a Mitsubishi Lancer <laughs> evolution. See y'all again, you anus piecers. (laughs) Wells, you're spreading, man. See what your boy did? I like the idea that's kind of on this note, but just to expand a little bit, that we bring all of these guys back and they, like, team up to, like, be the, the Megazord. They're, like, they become a crew, right? It's, like... Johnny Tran, Carter Verone, Verone and Braga and all these guys and Lance and like they all come together and the family has to like square off Endgame style against them. Yeah. 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 All of them at the same time. Yeah, for sure. Then Hector's third email says, my explanation. Hey, Joey's, I was laughing my ass off when y'all read my rankings. Here's my reason for Fast Five. Remember, he had five. Very low, yeah. I really liked the first four for being a, a revolving around racing. Fast Five being more action was a middle finger for me. Although it wasn't, quote, that bad, Hobbs being so stern and indifferent rubbed me the wrong way. That's why Hobbs and Shaw is higher. Hobbs is so carefree that it made the movie so good. Awesome. The sixth movie having a somewhat stern Hobbs also pulled the movie down for me. However, five and six are good movies overall, just not as good as the others. Gotta go, stay fast, stay sanitized. Ooh, stay clean. Well, I mean, that's sort of the overall sentiment that we have, right? Like, it's not, you know, they're good movies, it's just maybe not your speed if there's one that you don't like as much as others. Yeah, that that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, you're just so disappointed, kind of like the feeling that I I had with four when we started this journey. You know, I was like just so disappointed by four, and I'm like, damn, dude, it's actually really good. So, yeah. And I think I felt that way to a certain extent about two. Yep. I mean, now I also felt about eight. Now I, I don't, I still don't love eight. I don't know if I'm ever going to love eight, but like, I like eight more than I ever have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's repetition, so. man. Yeah. We're just getting to that point where it's going to, I, like I said, on on a long enough curve, we're getting to the point where we're like, wait, we hate all of these for like certain yeah. reasons. I hope we don't. I don't think that we'll ever get that bad, but it'll be like, yeah, there's a lot of problems with, and these are them. And we've sussed them I all out. I do wonder 
in that regard, if it's going to be like all at once or going to be like a waterfall, like we're like, oh, like we really hate two. You know what I mean? But like we love the rest of them. Or if it's going to be like, oh, no, I just can't deal with any of these anymore. Like, I don't know which one of those is more likely. I don't know either. Stick around. But I do know we'll that like there. every other week is still good and there's enough of them that we're not going back to any one in particular too often. True. There's not one that I'm not, I mean, eight. Eight's one I'm just like, I don't want it. But like, eight is interesting, especially now that like we know that Cypher's back, right? Like, yeah. there's stuff about eight that's going to be more interesting, especially if it pays off in nine and stuff. And yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But there's none that I'm not, there's none that I'm not looking forward to even a little bit. Which I think once you start being like, oh, I gotta watch four tonight, like that's when you're like, uh oh, like something, something's yep. gotta give. Yeah, we're hopefully we never get there. All right, next email is from Jerry, our new one dollar patron. What's up, Jerry? Subject line: FaceTime date. Mm. Says, "What's up, my bros? Hope you guys doing good." Joe, two, tell Rachel I said hi. Hi, Rachel. She's sitting here. One of our fans wrote, said hi in the email to you. Hi. She says hi back. He says, again, my girlfriend and I were unable to see each other during the weekend, Sucks. but it was okay since the E! Network was showing the first four Fast movies. E! was showing it. Interesting. E. Okay. Yeah, I saw them on TNT. Actually, I saw one today. I mean, like, they're pretty much always on, so. Sure. It makes a lot of sense. And now Hobbs and Shaw is on HBO a lot if you have HBO. So, yeah. like, there's, you know, I get, like, nine or ten HBO channels or whatever, so, like, it's almost, it's on at least once a day on one of them, right? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, we watched them while on FaceTime, and she was asking questions about the movies. Oh, that's cute. You had a mini drive-in fast-a-date. Yeah. Oh. I told him about your Suki theory being lesbian because of her lines, and she totally agreed. Mm. She loves Marvel but hates the Hulk car. Sorry, Twinkie. She's Team Paul because of those blue, blue eyes. Well, the bluest boys, do we have a podcast for you? <laughs> yeah, if you like blue eyes. Maybe she'll like blue eyes. maybe she'll like Zack Attack. She probably will, yeah, actually. Probably. Although it's the same exact thing. I feel like women really gravitated towards I was just gonna say it's the hundred percent inverse of the audience. We never had one dude right in there. It's overwhelmingly dude over here, which is not a bad thing. It's just like it's the same show. It was the exact same. Sh- that's the funny part about it. That's what always cracks me up. Is like it was just us bullshitting like this. But yeah, like, that's what makes me wonder if like if we had another show that's the same thing that was not specifically gendered or niche that like immediately offputs eighty to ninety percent of listeners <laughs> like. There's so many people who are like, oh, I'm not going to listen to a Zac Efron podcast, or, or like, I'm not going to listen Furious. to a Fast Furious podcast, and even people are like, but it's not really about that. They're like, yeah, but like, it, how can it not be? Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, It's in the title. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying, man. He says she liked one, two, and four because Brian was in it, because Paul was in it. Yeah. Uh, Joey, I think in earlier episodes, you're a baseball fan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, I am. Yes. Uh, but so are we. She's an Oakland A's fan. Well, I'm set SF Giants, and oh. every year since we started dating, we go to multiple games. Uh, multiple Giants and A's games every year. Wells is a huge A's fan. He has like a whole bunch yeah. of A's stuff. So you got you got a friend. Well, your girlfriend has a friend in Wells, and I'm sure that you guys can like virtually high five in the in the stadium because I think he goes to games sometimes too. I uh, I've been to Oakland. I don't remember what it was called. I don't think it was Oco back then. Yeah, I went to the Coliseum, but the Giants were not home. I didn't uh, really go to San Francisco. I want to. Like, there's nine, eight or nine stadiums, I think, that I've not been to. The Giants Stadium like, is one of them. Have I been to the Giants Stadium? It's an outdoor stadium. Yeah, I feel like I've been there, though. San Francisco Giants. I feel like I saw a game at the Giants Stadium. Like, when I go to, like, different cities, if there's a baseball game going on, I enjoy stadiums as well. Right, so like I just want to go. Except see when this. we were in Tampa, and you and you and Rachel and Matt got and Adam got wings instead of coming to the Rays game with me. Yeah, I didn't feel like going to the stadium that day. It was fine. That was it was not a not a great game, but I was like, I'm not going to be 
in Tampa when they have a game, and oh, I no, and I hit on. all the stadiums. Yeah. Breaking news from Wells on Twitter. He says it's fake about Tokyo Drift too. Oh no! We warned us everybody about that. I was hoping it wasn't real. I mean, I was hoping it was real, but it was April 1st, so... I mean, that's breaking news for us, and going to be like, yeah, no shit, it was six days ago. Yeah. Guys, come on. Yeah, I, I, there's like eight or nine stadiums, I think, that I've not been to. I really want to go to San Francisco. I have not been to Arizona. Like, now the ones that I have not been to I've been to Arizona. Arizona's cool. Remote places that, like, there's no other stadiums around. Like, Arizona's not near any stadiums. No. San Francisco is, you know, near Oakland, but I've been there. Did Seattle, I ever tell you I haven't been to. my Arizona story about, like, being in the stadium, and it was so weird to me because they had the AC blowing but the roof open, and I was like, wow. I think you've told me that. I don't remember if it was on air or not, but, yeah. This is very complicated to my brain. I was young, too, maybe, like, 16 or something, and I was like, this doesn't seem like this is a good idea. Why would you have the roof completely open, but then just blasting AC inside it? Yeah, sometimes I will have, uh, like, during the day, if it's nicer out, I'll have the windows open. But, like, I have the heat on normally, so I just turn the heat off, and it gets a little cold in here, which is nice. But the other day, I realized that I had the windows open, like, all day, and then I went over, and the heat was on. I was like, damn it, like, I just, like, like I wasted a couple dollars. Just like that. Was yeah, fun. now imagine like, doing that on a stadium scale in the desert. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not very smart. Uh, Jerry says, we want baseball season back. So do I, and so do you. I mean, you're not a huge baseball fan, but it I kind of feel like I'm missing. Day. Dude, I love day games. That's my favorite. Yeah. Like when I'm at work yeah. and I like have like a Pirates Day game that I can watch from like one to five, like to get me through the second half of the day. Top tier. Not that I'm watching games at work. Full disclaimer. Nobody knows your last name. Just they just know your first name and where you work and where you can be found <laughs> online and kind of what you look like and like that's exactly. totally fine. Like, you're, yeah. you're definitely anonymous. Yeah, for sure. He says, in fact, that was our first date, an official Giants versus A's game. That's really cool. Interleague That's play, cute. baby. Says, they also want to visit every baseball stadium in Cooperstown. I've not been to Cooperstown since I was probably like 10. Okay. Uh, I'll go back there. Maybe I'll go back there after I go to the other stadiums. Oh, yeah. Like you cap it off like it's your final stamp in your passport. Yeah. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a pin back and I'm going to come back to that after the, after the email. He says, last, last year we went to Seattle. Did a tour of the Mariner Stadium. I sent them for your Patreon. You guys are Thank typically you. the best show and how deep you guys get into each movie, and I'm the same way. It'll be an honor if one day I can be a guest or if you choose to come come to California for a baseball game. Let me know, and I'll be happy to meet you guys and show you around. Got to go because I'm working, but I'll definitely be writing again. Well, we would love that, and we got to come out and visit you and Wells. We hope that one day we have enough fans that we can do a fan lap. I think that will be fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, what I wanted to say what? was... I don't know if you, Jerry, if you have an, a subscription to The Athletic. I love The Athletic. It's great, right? Joey was, like, very reluctant. I was like, dude, I got a subscription to The Athletic. If you want it, just, like, let me know. He's like, I don't know. I'm probably never going to use it. Like, whatever. And then, like, you wanted to read one article, and then, like, you read, like, one or two articles, and you were like, this is the best sports writing that there is. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. there. I mean, it, it is hit or miss. Like, there's some that's just like, oh, this is not good. But there's yes. a lot of it. Like, a lot, some of the best writing on the internet, on sports writing on the internet, yep. is on The Athletic. But there's a baseball writer, Joe Posnanski, who's been counting down the 100 best baseball players of all time, mm. and it was going to coincide with opening day. But then when they delayed the season, he sort of slowed it down. So as of today, he just announced number six. So there's still five to go. By the time this episode comes out, they will have just revealed number four. But we're trying to figure out, like, in the top five, there's going to be Barry Bonds. There's going to be Babe Ruth, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron. And then there's somebody else. And our whole mm. baseball league cannot figure out who this is going to be. Our league kind of gives this writer a lot of shit because he's like super corny and just like, it's whatever. Yeah. They're like, he better not have number one be like, you, the fans. Like, it, that it's would be not so out of the lame. realm of possibility, but Ugh. like, I don't think so, but like, I, we also have, we just have no idea who the fifth person would be. 
also right now the the athletic has um 30 day guest passes so oh. jerry if you want one just let joey know and i can send you a guest yeah. pass i got a, a bummer of it like one of the other great baseball writing sites on the internet is Fangraphs. Do you know Fangraphs? No. It's deep in a numbers way that is like mind boggling. Like they have they make up so many ratios and so many stats and whatever and like that's the site that I was using to get like baseball. Like I could like somehow I could sort of like read the matrix, like see the yeah. the answers through the code and be like, oh, like the way that they describe this guy, that's how three years in their own fantasy baseball, I found like all these sleeper pitchers because they would go do all the research and I would try to figure out like if if I, if it if it's passed my sniff test. Anyway, yeah. they posted this thing a couple of days ago that said basically since baseball season didn't happen, their traffic has like plummeted. Like nobody's going to their site anymore. Yeah. And they're like, we we are reliant upon Ads. advertising revenue yeah. and no one's here. And they're like, if if we don't make a lot of money in subscriptions, we might fold. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit. Like, I'm going to wind up paying for them. Like, I don't need them right now, but like, I don't want that site to go away. So yeah. like, it sucks. It sucks. It does suck. But like, you can get it for like three bucks a month or I think or like 20 a year or whatever. So yeah, go kick them your 20 bucks and tell them yeah. thanks. But man, oh man, I don't want that to go away. So yeah, so yeah, if you want the athletic, let me know and we can hit you up or whatever. yeah, we'll give you the free thirty day pass and you can just check it out at least. I, also, we're just assuming you don't have a subscription to the athletic and you might. So yeah. Next email from Wes. No subject. What up, fam? What up, Wes? Says a quick one today. Liz was a great guest. I always love hearing from people somewhat new to the series. I only have a few things, mostly related to mostly related to the Nas Boost episode. Okay. Says you were wondering who gets the fuck in the first movie based on the Ja Rule song playing at minute forty. I think that one for sure snuck in under the radar, but Monica gets the fuck earlier in the movie after she yells at Edwin after the race. Fuck you, N-word. You didn't win. And I was like, oh. and I looked back on the minute doc and I was like, no. And I, it says, what's your problem, N-word? You didn't win. And I sent that to him. He's like, did I get that wrong? I was like, I, like, I don't remember. And then I scrolled down and Edwin then says, well, fuck you then. And I was That's like, oh, right. right. He does get it. That's but it right. does make sense to me. That Ja Rule, either in character or in the lyrics... Gets both of us. It's him one way or the other, exactly. Yeah, he got both. We, we got to the bottom of that, me and Wes, via email uh, today, oh, cool. or yesterday, nice. or both. So then he says, I wonder if the trophies in Dom's shop are his dad's trophies. We know he was a racer, too, and it seems like he was more legit. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's Toretto Garage, right? So, like... There'd be no reason to not have your dad's trophies. I would display my dad's racing trophies if it was me. Do we know Dad or Dom's dad's first name? I don't think so. Because is the name of the shop is Dominic. It's DT Precision Auto Body. It's Dominic Toretto. So maybe he's Dom Jr. Yeah, I can definitely see that. That's an Italian thing to do, anyways. Jacob Dom. Yeah, Jacob's not a very Italian name. I think that Jacob has to be like a half brother or something, right? Like a step brother. Half half Toretto, half mountain man. Half cyborg. Uh, Joe, I'm glad you're enjoying Lego Masters. We love it. You're right. For the most part, everyone's really great. Even the pairs that we didn't really care about weren't pairs that we hated. Yeah, exactly. Same. That's, that's why I said the show is just so wholesome that, like, everybody on the show, like, if you're a Lego builder person, like, you're not. There's there's definitely teams that, like, I I really don't care about, but they're not sure. bad, right? They're not, like, evil How people. many teams are on the season? I think they started with eight. Sounds about right. Oh, okay. It was kind of like when we did hyperdrive right like it's like we didn't hate any of those people which is like someone we didn't really care about but like there wasn't anybody who's was like well i guess there was kind of there was that remember who like the mustang like he wasn't cool but like we didn't know the lambert the lambo guy right? lambo the lambo yeah sorry the, the lambo. he was like yeah, yeah, yeah i yeah. made this drifting lambo like i'm just here to show that money can buy anything and it's like fuck that guy <laughs> like that was but i mean even like he wasn't terrible he just no, like, he he was wasn't just like, like a heel he was just like 
kind of douchey. Yeah, he just kind of sucked. In regards to the Border Patrol heat signature scene in F4, that's one of the few plot points in the series I still don't fully understand. Maybe it's because I haven't seen this one as many times, but every time I watch it, I really try to pay attention and work out what exactly the timing purpose is, but so far, I haven't worked it out. That's it. Stay safe out there. Until next time, stay furious, Wes. Wes. Well, <laughs> we will get to it eventually. That's what I was just going to say. Whenever we get to that minute in, like, six years, we will cover it in depth, and we will work out the timing. We'll make some uh, bold predictions and assumptions for you, and we can talk about it then. I mean, do we decide? I think we said we're going to do three in order, but are we going to go in the minute one, two, four, or one, two, three, four? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, is there one that you prefer? Um, the benefit of doing three later is that narratively within the franchise, it fits more, right? Yes. But like the way that we're doing it, we're not focusing on narrative at all i mean i don't know man because like because on the one hand we do it first on the other hand we do it later and then we're like we can look more carefully but we're gonna be looking more carefully anyway i don't know i ultimately don't think it matters no all right write in family at cageclub.me what do you prefer maybe we can start a poll on patreon you guys can decide but i mean so i was gonna say at the end of two We'll, we'll just start a poll. Like, do you want us to go to four, or, or do you want us to go to three? So I was going to say, like, in a hundred-something episodes, but, like, if we're the, the Nosboos, who knows? Did you ever think that, like, whenever we finish all the minutes, are you going to clip them all together and make one minute, like, the one giant episode? I think we we talked about that, and I, I said, yeah, probably, and then I should have been doing that work all along. Sorry. No, it's fine. It's it just, I, uh I mean, it's a hey, lot. It's gonna be. It would be. It would be really, really long. I know. It's gonna be like ten hours long or something ridiculous. Uh, you tell me. Yeah, man. We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure it out. That's that's a problem for future me to worry about. Yep. Well, you got time now. It's Corona time, so you, you oh, probably catch up boy. if you wanted to. Oh boy. Yeah, but I don't. I I, I want I to, want but to. I also <laughs> don't want to. Okay. Uh, hey man, I can't, I'm not doing it, so it doesn't matter to me if you do. It. If you were like, now nah, fuck it, I'm not doing that. Cool. That's true. That's true. And then we have Hector sends in a car pick, and then I realized from Michael from Coast Always, who wrote in last thing, he sent in a car picture, and I was like, I don't know what the car is. So I emailed him, and he got back to me with what that is. So we'll play those <laughs> Makes later. Makes sense. Joey wasn't lying. He really doesn't know what it was. That's good, though. On Milwaukee.com, this came up, and this is the top story in my uh, Fast and Furious Google alert. The Wienermobile earns spot in new Fast and Furious sequel. And then at the very top of the thing, it says, Editor's note, we're not trying to fool you this April Fool's Day. That's why for the first time ever, we're sharing the punchline before you even read the story. Why? Because we could all use a laugh right now. So have some fun with our annual day of gentle satire. Feel free to trick your friends. But remember that these articles disappear at midnight tonight. And take time to smile, Milwaukee. We'll get through this together. I gotta say, I hate... April Fool's on the internet, but like I'm glad it's been generally good this year because people are just like I don't have the energy and I don't want to like confuse people, which is why if Tokyo Drift Two isn't real, like it's an extra bummer because it's like yeah I thought we weren't doing that this year yeah can you guys just stop just for a little bit but yeah okay so thank you all for writing in if you want to write in family at cageclub.me if you have thoughts when should we do Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift in the minutes after two or after six yeah let us know. Or just send me your rankings or whatever. Just say hi. Yeah. Emily at kgloveme I don't think there's any other news, but I'm going to check now. Rock the vote. See if the see if in the three days since Sunday, if Dwayne Johnson has like if if we <laughs> if, if we secretly learn... announced that he's running for president. Exactly. Like if we learn via this as opposed to like 
literally every major news organization in the world being like, hey, something crazy is going on. It's going to be crazy, but, you know, who knows? And we're all, like, at home, too, so, like, we would have hurt. I'm sure that yeah. at this point, when The Rock does run for president, we are going to get destroyed. Like, my phone's just going to catch on fire at that point because yeah. we're just going to get, like, bombarded from everyone being like, did you guys fucking see this? Well, I can tell you that since Sunday, there's been a lot of uh, anti-current president uh, sentiment about how he's handling current situation that it was not here three days ago and there's also a for just 285 dollars you can buy a cuomo for president sweater 285 dollars the f- i hope fuck? i'm not clicking the link but i hope money goes to coronavirus or covid relief or research or something i don't know yeah like masks in new york please the only if you search dwayne johnson president the only timely thing and this is a bit of a bummer but understandable black adam likely delayed says dwayne johnson and then also Dwayne Johnson confirms Hobbs and Shaw sequel. So, very yeah. cool. All right, Joe, the last thing I have to do before we take a break is the Fast and Furious Minute, Minute 45, a minute I called, and I don't know if you like this idea, there's no popcorn. Oh. Do you like that? I would like something that Vince says, like the All right, well, we'll, put we'll your let's dress. play the audio and we'll come back to it. Okay. Watch my car when you get done. What was that? No, Mia, I'm talking to the punk. And wear your favorite dress, because when you're done, I'm putting you on the street where you belong, cutie. <laughs> you seem broken. What's wrong with this Dee? thing? Dee, what was, what was that Cuban restaurant you wanted to take me to? One with the, the, the picadillo little, and little the... Little red candles. The yeah, the plantain, table. too? Yeah. Food all over the place. What was it called? Cha-cha-cha. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. Well, you can take me there. Friday night at 10. Is that good for you? Yeah, that's good. Good. Make your own goddamn popcorn! So in this minute, as you heard, a visibly drunk Vince taunts Brian in front of Mia. Mia asks Brian out on a date, and he accepts. Vince angrily storms back into the living room. Then we cut to the racer's edge, where Hector and his crew roll up, which is going to happen next minute. So I like, is this thing broken? That alludes to your no popcorn, but you'd be like, what is going on in this minute? Okay. Is this thing broken? I don't know if you looked at I told you not to look at the trivia questions, but one of the trivia questions I wrote I down was just, them. is the microwave broken? Yes, oh. no, or just a bunch of questions. Or marks. how about how about Slap's Roof of Microwave? You know how much popcorn I could fit in this bad boy? Is that What's that a reference to? The or meme? In general. The, the car meme that, like, the car salesman? Slap's roof of, roof of Microwave. Do you know how much popcorn I can fit in this bad boy? That's really funny. Do you know how much popcorn I could fit <laughs> in this bad boy? That one really cracked me up. Sorry, I like making myself laugh. No one is more funny than Joe than Joe is. Oh, I know. I, I That's very true. It's an audience of one at all times. 99% of the time, it is just me just laughing at myself. I Do you know, I told, I've told you this, but I don't think I've said it, that like I write myself like jokes in like notes and stuff that I know that I'm not going to see for years. Like I like hide jokes to myself like in things, like in documents that I make for certain things. And then like I'll be like, I'll pull it back up and I'll be like, oh, you motherfucker, that was funny. And like I just like, leave jokes, <laughs> I just leave jokes for my like future. Like if I ever reopen this thing, like there'll be a joke in there, like about it, and be like, you didn't remember what the fuck this was, and I'd be like, I didn't. You're right. I got a very important question for you. What? Do you think Vince has a crush on Brian? No, I think that Vince sees that Brian is the sexy new toy, 
and that he's getting a lot of attention, and Vince is attention-starved and upset that he's not getting the attention. Because both Dom and Mia and everybody else, like, and you get, like, a new person in your friend group, right? So, like, this is the coolest time to be a friend is, like, he hasn't heard, you know, my same stories five million times yet. So, like, Brian comes in, he's like, oh, he's cool, and he works at Harry's, and, like, he's from Arizona, and, like, all of these things. So, like, it has to be kind of sad. And he likes my girl, and he likes the girl that I like. And and she likes him. him. Yeah. Yeah. You're encroaching really quickly on Vince's spot, right? Like, you can see that you're like, if he and Mia start dating, then he becomes number two, right? I just wonder, because Vince is so aggro, he's so aggro. Yep. That, like, it almost is like the really extremely right-wing senators and congressmen it's the people that are that are firmly like anti-gay coming out the, saying, yes the, the, the most the, the most extreme anti-gay people are railing against something that they hate about themselves and then right? the story comes out that's like oh you have like all of these boyfriends and like yeah that's what you were hiding so i wonder if like he's so against him because he's attracted to him and he doesn't want he doesn't like well, he's beautiful himself. i'm attracted to him i mean he <laughs> calls him cutie in here he's like put on your best dress cutie like i know that it's supposed to be condescending but it's also like what if it, what would he look like in a dress? Mm. <laughs> Are you thinking about? I never thought no, about I'm, it. No, I'm I'm thinking about it as Vince thinking about. It. Like I don't care what Brian. Like, I'm not. I'm attracted now, and I don't. I'm attracted be... to Paul Walker, but like but I don't. Like, I don't Walker. care. What he, like I'm not. I'm not the one saying like put on your best dress. Like yeah. Another very important Vince question for you. What? Where is he sitting in the living room to watch that Bruce Lee movie? I don't know, but nobody's sitting in like a good spot. They all are sitting in terrible spots to be watching a movie. But I think that maybe I'm just old. It feels like Dom and Letty are... They have the king's chairs. They're definitely sitting in spots like when you're 16 years old and you're watching a movie, right? You're like on the floor. If you're in your parents' basement. Yes. Comfort is not key here because if you look, and I, I made a note of this, they're still wearing their shoes. Like it's not like they're relaxing. They're just like lying on the ground in their clothes, in their full outfits, watching a movie. Yeah. I would like to imagine that they're so full because Dom made 35 pieces of chicken for six people. They ate all of it. And they're just, like, painfully full to the point where they have to sit on the floor. Have you ever been that full that you're like, oh, God. No, I've, I've been so full that I need to lay down, but I've never been so full that I have to sit on the floor. I guess it's just a different way to handle it. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like, you're like, I need to, like, a chair won't do me any justice. I need to be able to, like, stretch my legs out in front of me. That's okay. how full I am. Although I think we saw in the last minute when he brings the dish, and I think there's still chicken left over, I think. I don't remember. Maybe not. Maybe it wasn't Jacob. Maybe it was something else. But, like, in the frame, we have Dom and Letty. Like, Dom's sort of cradling Letty. They're leaning against what looks like an armchair or recliner or something. Jesse and Leon lying lengthwise on the floor, like, right in front of the TV. But, like, Dom and Letty are not angled in a way that they can really see the screen. Like, maybe they're just, like, they're... I I don't know. They're just canoodling? Yeah, maybe. But, like, it's right next to their friends? I don't know. That's weird. I'm assuming there's probably... I think we probably saw from a different angle. There's, like, the couch to the left of this table, which is probably where Vince was? Maybe. I don't know, and Brian and me are, like, very disconcerned with having a spot to sit when they come back, so... Wait, did they move the TV? Because remember, if you, I think when Letty's lying on the ground earlier playing PlayStation... It's in the I middle of the... it's in the, the living room. It's in the other room. Yeah, maybe they just wheel this fucker around everywhere. And it was, like, in the middle of the room, too, remember? Yeah. Like, I think the far end of this room, the room that they're not in right now is more of, like, the living room. Like, it's all just one connected big room, but there's, like, two coffee tables, each with candles. Of course there's candles. But I feel like that's the living room. This is, like, the family room or the den or something? Like, it's the same room, but it feels like it's a different... It feels like there's a separation. This is probably right near where Vince was sitting in the scene with all the candles, in the party scene. Right? Because that was, like, right next to the kitchen. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. But he's sitting in a place that we can't see in this shot. Exactly. Yes. So maybe he's behind the wall. Like he's behind. He's like next to Jesse. That just been his spot. Yeah. He like sits against the wall right next to the kitchen. That would kind of make sense. That's why we don't see where he was sitting. He was sitting like closer to the wall that where Jesse is. But obviously we can't see that with the camera. Now, did you see the most important thing in this entire minute? I only see that you wrote it, but I didn't catch it when I watched it. Go ahead. Peach Snapple. Next to Dom, there is. He's just a man of. He's just a man of many snapples. There's an empty Corona bottle, or like what looks like an empty Corona bottle, but there's also next to it a peach snapple. Maybe he just like he's like on a he's on like a detox diet or something. He he's like you know what no yeah. beers this weekend. I, I just save him for racing. I have a question for you now. What? Leon on his chest has like a tray of five screwdrivers. There's four in there. I was trying to hand. figure out what it was. Okay, is it like a maybe a computer part? More likely a car part, but like I don't know what it is. Let me take a look again. Before I thought they were screwdrivers. I thought they were like sharpies because they're like different colored tips. And I'm like, is he like? Do- He's not doodling. I was like, what is it? I was like, oh, now I see like with the angle or whatever. It's screwdrivers. Like it's the colorful like the the head or whatever is a different color for each one. But I don't know what he's actually tinkering with. I don't know what he's working on. Because it's like, it's like a metallic, me silver-like see. box. Maybe he's rebuilding a carburetor, which would make perfect sense. He's, like, tuning a carb. Yeah, he's rebuilding some car thing. I don't think it's a carburetor. Yeah, he's, like, tinkering with some car piece. Is it a car? Okay. There's a reflection from the light, and it's hard no, to see. No, it is. It's also... it's a, it could be a carburetor. What does a carburetor actually do? If you don't have fuel injection, it's a mechanical piece that adds the gas to the engine. Is that a good explanation for you? Okay. It's literally the piece that adds the gas to the engine. Gotcha. Okay. I, it could be a piece of that. That's That would be like the thing that would be the most, make the most sense that he would be like tinkering with while he's watching the movie. Okay, cool. Anything else about the living room scene before we transition to the, the kitchen? I do like that there's more candles. That's a lot of fun to me. <laughs> yeah, there's the three in the far room that we mentioned, and then there's another one, the big boy. Like there's a fat, fat candle. Yeah, right here in the in the in the in the movie room. Yep, they're consistent, if anything, right? Oh, absolutely. They love Corona. They love Snapple. And this is the camps. first time I noticed the the round uh, chair that like everybody had. If you were a cool guy, do you know what I'm talking about? They have like the Maybe? wicker chair that's like a basket that's like just like half a circle, and you could like sit in it, and it would be like very yes, 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 and it like tilts so you could like sit like kind of up or like be like in yep. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have the cool guy chair, and that's the first time I th- thought about one of those in a decade. Do we we talked about the living room, but the kitchen scene actually happens first. Yes, the living room scene is like four seconds of this minute, right? It's yeah. like basically the end Near before the end. they go yeah. to the Racer's Edge. The next episode we're going to do with the, the Friday's episode is going to be another three minutes. It's not the Nas boost number three. So all the car stuff Joe's going to do there. So we're not going to talk about the yeah, cars tonight because it's it's like you just see them at, at the begin at the end of the minute. So I was like. I'm just going to save him for the next one. But yeah, the most of the minute is Vince, Mia, and Brian, mostly Vince and Mia, talking in the kitchen. Yeah. Um, talking about cha-cha-cha. But there is a very some one very important piece of machinery that you uh, made note of. So. That you were very... I was hoping. Like, I didn't want to I didn't want to like alley-oop this you because I knew that you were going to slam it anyway. And yeah. you did. Obviously, I had to figure out what the fuck microwave this is, right? I found it. It's a Panasonic Dimension 4 microwave. They actually still make this line of microwaves. You can buy a new Dimension 4 microwave today, but they're now convection microwaves. Okay. So they've updated them. They obviously look very different and stuff like that. I actually found a website. If you click the link, did you see it? That it's called productplacementblog.com. And somebody like asked about what fucking microwave is in this Fast and the Furious scene and have a clip of Vince with Which the microwave. Which is amazing, because right? I said to you that, like, 
so we found this way. We, I mean, we knew about the Internet Movie Car database, but we found the gun database this way. The watch we one found, that, ex- that did exist and doesn't exist. I am not a stalker.com or whatever. Yes. We had the product placement one. I found today there's one, there's like this whole site. People search about this movie more than like most other things. Yes. And like I searched what is the song that's playing when Hector pulls up to Razor's Edge, and there's like an entire site that's like just questions and answers about what song is this basically <laughs> and like it's a song by Gwick Wunzer DRP featuring Send Dog FM Mr. Slip and Lil J and it's nice. N-word with with a badge <laughs> but it's not it's not on the soundtrack like yeah. I guess because there's a very explicit swear in the title like I you know what I mean like you have to sort of I guess leave some stuff but like it's a very I was googling lyrics and like I can't really fully understand it. it's only playing for like four or five seconds across the two minutes and I'm like mm-hmm. I don't know what this is but you just google like what's the song What's the microwave? What's the gun? It's just like, oh, here's everything. Yeah, I was actually trying, I was searching for the microwave and I was like looking at, because I was like looking like Panasonic Dimension 4 microwaves and somebody was like, look at this microwave in Fast and the Furious. I was like, like I didn't even search for microwave in Fast and the Furious and I wound up on this site. Like from the words that I did use, (laughs) I found this. How strange is that, right? Is there like a brand that's visible? This is what it was. It was Panasonic microwave Panasonic Microwave. That's what I searched. 2001 or no? Ah, uh, yes. Panasonic Microwave 2001. Because I was looking at, like, what Panasonic Microwaves were out in 2001, and gotcha. I stumbled on this. Yeah, I was using some deduction and wound up with that. In Japan, they had this same microwave. Please say it right. What? Japan. Japan. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought you were, like, queuing me up to be like... I was like, how did... It was called... The branding in Japan was national. I was queuing you up. You just didn't know what I was queuing I you thought up you were trying. You, I thought you were trying to tell me, like, oh, no, it's, like, national. And, like, I had, like, written it wrong or something. And oh, you no. checked me. No, sorry. That's okay. why I was very confused. Because, like, Rachel was like, don't say it. Like, she does this all the time because I always, like, say people's names wrong and stuff like that. Yeah. And she's like, no, don't say it wrong. Like, you knew what I was going to say. Like, national. And I was like, no. Okay, so it, it's under national in... In the Japanese market, and I found a picture of a Japanese version of the same microwave. Very cool. And the last thing was is a really cool fast connection that we have here. It's not like really like yep. a fast connection for the future. It's that it's a Panasonic microwave, and Dom and the crew were stealing all these Panasonic DVD players and TVs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense that one of these shipments was a microwave. And I don't know if that was intentional or not, but it's kind of cool that they're all these Panasonic products. Yeah, for sure. And we can guess, like, maybe they stole this from the truck at one point. And that's why Vince is so nonchalant about banging it, because he's like, I'll just go steal another microwave. Or just go to the warehouse or wherever and just yeah. one of the 400 that we have. Yeah, like, this thing doesn't work, and, like, just slams it and is like, fuck this. Cool. Okay, so now trivia questions here. Kay. Is the microwave broken? I don't, like, I just wanted to write that one down, because I was like, that's, like, the dumb, like, because <laughs> what, what's the answer? We don't know. Probably yeah, not, because they have, they have fresh popcorn in the microwave. So here's the other thing, is that Jesse has the bowl of popcorn, like, the original title, like, there's no popcorn was when he when Vince punches the wall and then walks back in. Jesse's like, "Hey man, there's no popcorn." Like, make more popcorn. He says, "Make your own goddamn popcorn." Like, Jesse's not reading the room at all. He's got the bowl of fresh popcorn. So they had made popcorn earlier at in the some night. point. Yes. But what I was very impressed by is that the bottom of the popcorn, it's not like dregs of popcorn where it's like unpopped kernels and like half pieces. Like what's in the bowl, like the 10 or 12 pieces that are there are all like prime popped corn. So like <laughs> 
I don't know, man. Like, they did a good job there. He's not even at the end, yeah. So is the microwave broken? We we can't answer it, but I would love that to be a trivia question. Be like, I don't know. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to The limit does not exist. Quiz. Or, like, neither neither answer is correct. You were supposed to leave it blank or something really yes. awful. We had a quiz in middle school in sixth grade where it's like the teachers were like, hey, make sure you read the instructions of those quiz, kids. Like, very well, wink, wink. The instructions were just leave the quiz blank and so I read the and I just turned it over and then like I just saw like almost nobody else around me read the instructions they all just started answering questions <laughs> yeah. and I was like they, how did you not pick up on like the very heavy hand of like hey kids remember, remember to read, read the, instructions. the instructions always read the instructions in all of them there's a lot of lessons you could learn as a student and one of them is make sure you read the instructions in every quiz speaking of here's a quiz you're gonna want to make sure to read the instructions yeah no one listens Nope. That's when I realized that, like, oh, like, most people, like, my friends, like, like, most people are not good at things. Like, they're not good at following directions, or they're not, yeah. they don't think. Yeah. I don't know, I don't man. Know. So there's three other trivia questions that I actually have. One I think is super funny just because it's the way that they describe it, like, what I pulled it up. But we could, the obvious one, I think, is, what's the name of the Cuban restaurant that Vince wanted to take me on a date? Cha-cha-cha. What nicknames does Vince call Brian, which is, is sort of a reversal of, like, what does Leon call Old Coyotes R Us? Yeah. But the one that I was having a lot of fun with was, what's this not is the best one. one of the key selling points of Cha-Cha-Cha? <laughs> this is the best This is the best one, and, and, and this this wins for me. I and these are can... all right answers, so it's, because in the way that they go back and forth, they, they the wood tables, <laughs> the red candles, the plantains, <laughs> the picadillo, or what Mia says, just as like a way to describe the restaurant, you know, food all over the place. <laughs> Which, what? That's like, I, yeah, I really like the food all over the place, too. I never really thought about it until you wrote it down. That like, how weird is that to be like, well, what restaurant do you want to go to? Well, does it have food all over the place? Because <laughs> they're talking over each other. So it's like, I, I listened to this so many times, this one part, because I was like, I can't, I can't be hearing what I'm hearing. And so she says, the, the, what was, what was the name of that Cuban restaurant you wanted to take me to? The one with the picadillo and the... And he says, with red candles, wooden tables. She says, the plantain, too. Food all over the place. <laughs> yeah, what was it called? Cha-cha-cha. Uh, what? Okay, we need to capitalize not. What's not one of the key selling points of the cha-cha-cha? So then what's it? We need to add one more answer. The, oh, God. Just like with, with the really good Cuban food? It's, okay. Yeah, um, like, really good Cuban, like, in the really good Cuban food? Because he says the Cuban place, but that's not one of the selling points of it. They don't mention it. It's the really good Cuban food. <laughs> yeah. So what's not one of the key selling points? Because people would be like, food all over the place? Like, why are there quotes there? I don't, like, what? And it's no gonna dummy. Be, it's going to be weird, because that one's going to be like, <laughs> obviously that's right, because it's, like, so specific. Like, food all over the place isn't the wrong answer here. But why is it the right answer here? <laughs> I gotta say, for a minute that's titled Slaps Roof of Microwave, do you know how much popcorn I could fit in this bad boy? We needed a trivia question that was on par with that, and I, I think we got there. It's it's a great question. That's This is probably one of my favorite trivia questions. Because I was like, is that really, it's food all over the place? Can I go listen to it again one more time? Yeah. Uh-huh. Please. I want to like It's listen. hard because like they're talking at the same time and like you can't really tell and like it's all quick. Like this all happens yeah. over the span of like three seconds maybe. So like here. They're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Also, I'm, I'm like, why right are they there. going like 
10 o'clock for dinner on a... It seems late. No, it's fine. They're young. Hold on. Here, I'm going to turn it up. So just give me a second. The one with the, the, the picadillo little, and little the... Little red candles. The yeah, the plantain, table. too. Yeah. Food yeah. all over the place. What's it called? Food all... <laughs> she does. <laughs> yeah, plantain, too. Food all over the place. <laughs> Food all over the place. What's it called? Oh, God. That was... Insanity. Weird. Insanity. Yeah, it's so crazy, man. Food all over the place. What's it called? Shit. Oh, food okay. all over the place. Plantain too. Food all over the place. It's like a robot said it. Like, did she flub those lines? Who I wrote this? I don't know. <sighs> wow, that was a oh boy. That was eye-opening. This was a great minute for many reasons. Yeah. 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 Shit. All right. Let's take a quick break. Let's hear another word from Matt Demon, and we'll be right back to talk about the Hollywood Knights. Episode number 80, The Hollywood Nights. The Hollywood Nights. This episode is brought to you by Shelby America. The big block Shelby Cobra is considered by many to be the most iconic American sports car in history. When GM began to work on a new big block Corvette and Ferrari increased the power of the Z12 powered GTOs, Shelby and Ford Motor Company decided to shoehorn the mighty 427 FE motor into the Cobra. I learned something really cool. Did you know that you can still... There's there is a Shelby Cobra in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. That they race and it's, it yep. makes a few appearances. Did you know that you can actually still buy one that looks just like that? No, very cool. Is, is this still called the Shelby? It's resumed production since 1997, and they still sell the Shelby 427 Cobra. If you want it in fiberglass, it starts at ninety five thousand. And if you want it in aluminum, it starts at one hundred eighty thousand. Whoa. Okay. Yeah, you can go buy a new one. How fucking weird is that? Yeah. It looks the same. I'm sure that it has, like, a different engine and, like... And I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure, like, actual, like, classic car people are like, yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, I, you know? I mean, it looks like these blocks maybe, are... Maybe. They're stronger and they're not lighter than the cast iron ones. So I'm sure it's a little bit different, but, like, it's not a kit car. You can buy it from Shelby. See, there was, like, a, there was a period of time where, like, you can buy the pieces right like the body and stuff like that and put whatever okay. engine in it and stuff and like people like the the stylings of it because it's so iconic that they like would buy the pieces and put it on a different car so you had a car that looked like this but it wasn't an actual shelby one now they just will still sell you a fucking shelby cobra that looks like that that's really cool very very cool indeed well i want to say thank you to nick burris for picking this movie this was his patron yeah, thanks, pick nick. for this lap Seriously. for this year so thank yeah. you, Nick Barris, villain in Bloodshot. So the Hollywood Knights, do you want to tell your Tony Danza story now or later? I want to tell it now. Do I know this story or do I not know this story? I don't know. We didn't We didn't remember. You said you don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. I was in California with Zach. We went there because it was like his 30th birthday, and he wanted to go to a Niners game. So I went with him to Levi Stadium to go to a Niners game. We flew JetBlue, the Transcon, from JFK to 
SFO, right? Great Flight. Great Flight, yeah, that's the one with the, the snack bar in the middle that yep. you can just go get snacks. It's awesome. I love that flight. We um, fly back. We're flying back from SFO to New York, and um, we checked a bag because we had beer. So we're waiting for our bags to come down the thing. You know, I'm at the right baggage claim thing in JFK, like the right number. It's like 15 or whatever. The bags, like, just start to come down. And I see this um, this full aluminum hard shell luggage, which is really expensive, right? Like the the aluminum ones, they're like they're very very expensive. And um, I see it coming down first because you know they tag like the first class bags, like priority or something. I'm sure your sure, boss yep. gets this. It comes off like you know the first five uh, bags. Or I do too. Thank you so much. The, the mint the mint bags. It's the mint mosaic bags. Ooh. You know, and it's like a a really big flight, so this is, like, a really common thing. The bags are coming down, and we're waiting, like, right at the... You know how, like, it drops down, and, like, yep. we're, like, at the first place that they would come, right? Because, we're yeah. like, we got off the plane really quick. We didn't have anything, so we're down there. As the bag starts coming down, I see it, and this guy, like, pushes through us. I see him, and I'm like, slow down there, Tony Danza, because this guy looked like Tony Danza. I, like, make this joke to Zach, and everybody around me hears me, and they all, like, turn, and that's when I realized it was Tony Danza, and I made a smart-ass comment about Tony Danza to Tony Danza's face, and he was not very happy about it. So you were much like the guy in the garage that says, is that piss yellow? And he says, it's Tony Danza yellow. Yeah. I thought that he said that, and I was very confused by it. In this so movie. IMDb or Wiki says it's Tony Nancy yellow, but like that, it just the, the actor just goofed. It sounds like, like Tony Danza yellow, yes. I don't know what he was supposed to say, but they left that in there. But he basically says it's Tony Danza yellow to Tony Danza. Yes. No, but so. this is so. This was my story. Yeah, Tony Danza comes, pushes by us to grab his bag first because he's trying to get the fuck out of the airport before everybody realizes it's Tony Danza. And I was like, "Slow down there, Tony Danza!" And it turns out that it was Tony Danza. If I were Tony Danza there, I mean, you know, who knows? He might be just pissy. He might just want to get out of there or whatever. Because nobody at the airport's really in a good mood. No, but like, I can also think that like that would be really funny, just like to be called out like that, like because it, it can't happen. <laughs> like, that if I would have if I would have known it was Tony Danza, I wouldn't have been like, hey. A asshole Tony Danza. Like, I literally said Tony Danza to yeah, You would have been like, who's the boss? This guy. What an asshole. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, or I would have been like, oh, whoa. I didn't see that happening. Or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I would have been way more vague about it. But I was like, I literally said, slow down Tony Danza to this yeah, guy. Man. Trying to make a joke that he looked like him and then realized it was him. Weird. But yeah, you did it. I did it. Everybody else around me was, like, pretty shocked that that came out of my mouth. It was one of those moments where people were like, did he just fucking say that? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I was like, what? I do, I, do, I do like that we live in a society, apparently, where, like, everyone still recognizes Tony Danza. Actually, at that point, Zach goes, who's Tony Danza? And I was like, this guy? And Googled him, and he was like, yeah, that was definitely him. I was like, that's what I thought. Thank you. All right, that tracks. Yeah. yeah, that was like when you know I th- when I told the story that when I saw Mario Lopez at the airport, we're like, is that Mario Lopez? And he just had a jacket that said Lopez on the back. We're like, oh yeah, okay, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, definitely yeah, it was is. Mario yeah. Lopez. That was my Tony Danza story. Sorry, maybe I oversold it, but I th- I thought it was funny. No, I mean it's it's it's. Uh, I was gonna say it's not a story. It is a story. It's more of a thing. It's a thing that happened. It's not you know. I got bumped into by Tony Danza when he was trying to grab his luggage aggressively. Well, you learned who the boss is. <laughs> I did. So the Hollywood Nights, nineteen eighty. Tony Danza, I think his first movie, maybe he had been on Taxi already, so he was an established actor. Okay. It is Fran How Gresher's, early is this for, for Michelle Pfeiffer? Michelle Pfeiffer's first movie, I, I think, maybe. Like, it's the first movie for Damn. a lot of people. It's crazy. That, this, this is a fucking all-star cast for, like... Fran yeah. Drescher's first movie, for sure, and then the guy who plays the band major guy who keeps getting kidnapped... 
I think yes. his, it's his first movie too. Like he's not as famous as everybody else. Yeah, but he has been. He's been. He's still acting. He's still a working actor today. Oh damn! I didn't know that. So like it's it was a very prolific, prominent first movie for a lot of people. Or if not first movie, like very early in their career. Like this has been on. Like this at the time, yeah. probably rightly so. Before we get into any kind of personal things here, was criticized for being a, a, like a lazy, cheap knockoff of like American Graffiti. It's, and I was going to say this movie reminds me of a mashup between American Graffiti and Animal House. That's what basically Wiki said. Like everybody, like all the reviewers were like, it's just a lazy mashup of the two of those, whatever. Oh, really? Because I didn't yeah. read that. So I, this was just in my head. I literally thought that it was American Graffiti and Animal House mixed together. Well, because the movie is just a bunch of dudes cruising on one night and also... It's like kind of like frat bro hazing rituals. Like it's a two. It's kind the of thing, two movies. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't really well regarded in the time because it was just sort of like this cheap, lazy knockoff. But then it's like very slapstick, very cheesy. It's kind of like vulgar and sexual. It's yes. fun. It, it like okay, I won't get into how I feel about it. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But then. Because it basically didn't launch the career of all these different actors, but because so many of these actors went on to such great prominence. Yeah. And also, apparently, it was on HBO all the time in the 80s. Oh, uh, It became a cult classic movie. So it's not, you know, I don't think it's a movie that people are like, oh, you have to see The Hollywood Nights. But, like, it's a movie that a lot of people love now because it's like, oh, did you see that really early Tony Danza movie? That really early Michelle Pfeiffer movie? Uh, that movie with all the boobs in it? or You know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of thing. Like... We still haven't gotten an answer back from him. We asked past guest Christian Larson. I asked him, like, did you see Hollywood Nights? It feels because, very like, up his alley, this right? This is his wheelhouse exactly. Yeah, like early movies of famous actors, also kind of um, sexual, also old. <laughs> Dumb, <laughs> like, schlocky, on VHS. Exactly. Schlocky, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also asked other past guest and future guest, Brian Rodriguez, I was like, "Have you? is this on your list for high school movies? He said it is, because this is unknowingly. I mean, there's, there's, it all takes place over the span of probably four hours, maybe? Yeah. Um, so it's not really like a high school movie, but these kids are in there's high school. Shot, there's so. scenes in high school, and there's high schoolers. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, so Joe, time to reveal, did you like this movie that Nick Burris made us watch? I fucking love this movie. Okay. It is a blast. I think that it is so much fun. My father called me, but in one of these like rants that he does, he would call me. He was like, and he like just doesn't shut up. And I was I was watching it, and I was gonna ask him if he watched it. And he was like, "These are all the things I need to tell you." Bye, and then hangs up the phone. And he, he likes to do this to me a lot. He'll just call me and be like, hey, I have this awesome thing to tell you. And I'm like, okay, cool. And he just like rambles for five minutes. And then it's like, okay, I'm busy at work now. Got to go because he's like at the shop. So, but I loved it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I want to know if he saw it. I think this would have been a fun movie to like watch with your dad. This would be like a movie like when you were like 15 or 16 and your mom like wasn't home that your dad would be like, hey. Let's watch this movie. Oh, I had a diff- definitely a different experience with my dad in that. Like, not that it, we wouldn't have, but I would have been like, oh, I don't, I don't want to watch this to you. Like, that's not that's not the experience that I would have had with him. I know, but I'm saying, like, it would have been a really cool dad moment. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, yes. you'd have been like, hey, check out this movie. And there have been like, it turns on, there's boobs in it. Like, your dad doesn't flinch. He doesn't look at you. You know, like, it's okay. Well, yeah, because remember at the live 100th episode of High School Summer Party where we were supposed to keep it PG and Larson immediately starts telling stories about, like, being a horny high schooler and, like, looking for boobs or whatever. And, like, he watched yes. Fast Times and he, like, finally got to boobs and it was awkward boobs. Like, you watch this movie for, like, what, four minutes? And there's, like, just lots of naked women. It's just, like, oh, lots like, of naked immediately. women. Part of the plot is that these guys are, like, horny teenagers. Yeah. And they're just, like, trying to do, like, pervy things the whole time. They're creepy, 
but like everybody else already knows it so they're like oh yeah it's just these guys are just like super creeps and like they're gonna do this stuff all the time nobody seems like really like miffed by it or like upset and it's all kind of gentle right like he's just like what does he do like he records them while he's in like the girl's bathroom he like tries to take the like photos of them this movie i mean this movie would never come out today because it's such an 80s movie in every way there's so many things about this movie that you could point to as problematic the boys from beginning to end do almost exclusively creepy pervy things yep but also the girls like play into it by like parking in an open field and getting dressed like changed with no cover like it just it's i mean it's written in a way that's just like let's see boobs but if you're taking these characters in this world at face value it's like yeah the boys are being gross but like the girl should go somewhere more private although yep to that end like they're in a private bathroom and the guy's in the stall like it doesn't exactly track it doesn't exactly correlate but like in this world everyone is dumb and, like, this movie is incredibly dumb. I think that this movie is one of the dumbest movies I've seen in a very long time, and I still had so much fun with it. Like, I don't think it's yes, good. Yes, really? But, like, I really enjoyed the movie. I'm not going to watch it again. I, I would watch I it I had again. it on while we were... I had it on the background muted here tonight while we were recording the early part, but, like, it's not like a movie that I'm going to die... Like, I'm not... This is not my favorite movie of all time, but, like, when you said, I don't know if you're going to like it or not, I was like, well, I watched the first ten minutes, and, like, I don't know what I was expecting. It's zany. It's just goofy, and it's just dumb. But there's good jokes in it. It's not, like, dumb. I liked it because it, it was still, it still had fun jokes in it, to the point where, like, you know, some of these dumb movies are just, like, they're just dumb, and they're bad. Like, the acting is good. The people are trying in this. There's a lot of good actors. The movie still feels fun, even though it's so dumb. And there are funny ways that they interact. Like, there's, so, there's Dudley, who's played by Stuart Pankin. That's his first movie. That's, that's the other guy I was trying to say, yeah. right? On Brian's podcast, he has three awards now that he gives out. There's, like, the Spicoli Award or the Wooderson Award, where it's, like, what character from this movie do you want to see more of? Like, you know, okay. what character stole your heart? Like, which one? Like, some side character or whatever. So, like, Spicoli in Fast Times. Wooderson in, in Days of Confused, like the Matthew McConaughey role, like, they're so good, they're stealing every scene they're in, I want more. Yes. Then he has one that's a Long Duck Dong Award, which is like, which, if this movie was remade today, who would they cut out? Like, what is problematic about this movie? And then the third one, and this is what I messaged him in our chat with him, mm-hmm. was the Cameron Fry Award. It's like, which of these high schoolers does not look like a high schooler? And in this movie, it's all of them. Like, none of them look like they're in high school. <laughs> I think partly because it's just a different fashion sense, but also partly because, like, Dudley, Stuart Pankin, who was supposed to be 18, was 33 years old when they made this movie. So, like, Makes sense. it's not even close. But what I love about that character is the weird dynamic that he has with his mom. Like, he's such a nerd, but, like, in the end, he, like, triumphs. But in the between, like, he's okay. Like, there's this weird <laughs> ritualized, habitualized abuse yeah it's very problematic but it's also like hey i got to see some boobs and like i'll just get all like here's my costume i'll just get in the trunk but like thanks for the beer and i saw some boobs like things are things could be worse as much as they're tormenting him they're not like bullying him like they torment him but at the same time they're like they tie him up but they're like or like get in the trunk but they're like here's a beer drink a beer too you know what i mean so it's like it's always like in fun and he knows that like he's still friends with them right like they're not, like, enemies. At, by the end of the movie, so the the plot of the movie, or one of the plots of the movie, is that there are four... Okay. So this movie comes out in 1980. Yes. It's kind of parodying, lampooning, or 
paying homage to whatever 1950s car culture. The movie is set in 1965. One of the characters is about to go off to Vietnam. And, yes. you know, there's that whole fear for like one character and no one else. Yep. One of the main plots of the movie is that there's like these four, I guess, high school kids that want to join this town car club club which is like a Hollywood gang Nights. a very a very yeah, a gang without the negative gentle. stuff it's just like you wear <laughs> jackets and you have cool cars and you just hang out and you cruise for girls right yes and so there are four of them that want to join and like this is a down year and like it used to be more popular and maybe it was popular in the 50s and now it's not and whatever but they take these four kids they put them in the middle of nowhere they take all their clothes they give them each a spare tire they call them pledges too yeah, and they give them, like, a, a checklist. They're like, you have to do this, do this, do this. You have to get a request on this radio station and get back to this drive-in, uh, Tubby's, which is, this is the last night. It's going to be closing tomorrow for good. They're knocking it down to put up housing. You need to do all these different things. And if you do all this stuff by 2 a.m., you can be in the gang. And so, like, it's, like, this brutal night of hazing for these kids. And it's a brutal night of hazing for Dudley. It just doesn't frame like that. But at the end of the night... Dudley is in the gang, and, like, even then, like, he's one of them. Like, they're probably still going to give him shit, but, like, he's now one of them, like, he's part of the crew. And, like, for this terrible night, it works. Like, he he gets the redemption. Like, he's, he you know, he gets the payoff. Yeah, and at the end, he's, like, he's, like, I'm going to stay out and party with them. And he was, like, the nerd who's, like, going to college on a scholarship and everything. So, it's really awesome. In a movie where he easily could have been just really really bullied it seems way more genuine and complex than that and like the way that they i mean if you want to use the word bully like if they if you want to say that they bully him which you probably could easily argue yeah, but like you definitely could. the way that they do it is in like such a loving way well it's like it's like high concept it's like okay we need, <laughs> like because he, he's basically got like a series of events that night where he's going to go do this, do this, do this, get a scholarship, go perform this place, whatever. Yeah, be in the talent show. Yeah. And the main guy just keeps impersonating him and like farting into microphones or like playing a violin with one arm and then like pretending his other arm is his penis to like hold the bow. Like, it's just <laughs> the dumbest thing. But like, they keep using the same kind of like, how do we like replace him? They're like, it's like this very complicated way of like okay we need to be in his body here like it's just it's, it's yeah. insane it's fun though and there's also like multiple through lines happening in this movie at the same time and none of them feels like shortened or overly picked you know what i mean like yeah. it's like it, it transitions really really well you're like following like three different three or four different things happening all at the same time like the lady who's like what she's like the developer that's trying to get rid of the the car the drive-in yeah. that they'll hang out out in all she's doing is trying to cheat on her husband all night and like the same scholarship kid keeps ruining it but that's the other thing like and i'm glad you mentioned that is that like yes there's a lot of like weird sexualization and like a lot of you know things are problematic or whatever but like in this movie 100 percent of the people are horny everyone is always horny the entire time to the point where like the developer lady who's trying to cheat on her husband they go to answer the door, and, like, as they're walking over, she grabs the guy. Like, they're, like, in their 40s or 50s. Like, she's probably in her 40s. Like, he's in his yeah. 50s, maybe. And she grabs his dick, and he grabs her boobs, like, you know, <laughs> mere feet away from, like, their spouses or whatever, right? And just, like, yes. I want you so bad. And, like, they're just trying – like, they're high schoolers, essentially, sneaking around, trying to make out in the back of cars, on trampolines, and they just can't catch a break. But, like, <laughs> everyone you see on screen is horny or just, like, too dumb to be horny. Like, the cops are just so dumb <laughs> that, like, it doesn't, like, it just, but everyone in here, all they want to do is just have sex, like, from top to bottom. I was thinking now, and this is, this you walked me straight into the perfect question that I wanted to ask you. Do you think that set in the 60s, 
that people were probably this horny? I think people have been horny forever. Like, really horny forever. Well, because think about it. Because, look, you're at a time when you had pretty much no distractions, right? There's, like, very few forms of entertainment. There is no porn. So, like, what are you going to do on Friday night? It's probably drive around and try to have sex in the back of your car. Yep. Like, they can't go to bars. They're too young. Like, this is exactly what they're going to be doing. Yeah. So I think that, like, I want to know, I need to, like, find someone that I can talk to and be like, were the 60s, like, much hornier than now? But you also well, I mean, need someone... Also the era of free love. Like, we know historically, like, it was, like, yeah. you know, summer 69 and stuff like that. Like, it was a time where just, yeah. Like, I think there were two very distinct classes. I think this is mostly, we're seeing the one, like, there's the staunch, uptight, conservative, like, you know, we're going to live good Christian values or whatever. And then like, yes. everybody else are just like, let's just do drugs and fuck. <laughs> yeah. Man, I love it. I have a question for you. Did you catch, and I don't even know if, I don't know, I don't know that there are. Did you catch any fast connections here in this entire movie? Because I don't know that there are. I'm sure that there are if we think long, hard enough. But like, I was saying to you, I was trying to take notes and I was like, I don't know what to take notes on. I stopped like I have a really, in. really cool fast connection. The scene that you, you brought up earlier with Tony Danza Yellow. In their garage, they have a big toolbox that is a snap-on toolbox. Oh! How cool is that, right? Snap-on tool. Shout-out snap-on. So I noticed that, and I was like, wow, that's very fast of them to do this. Oh, they were founded in 1920. I was like, is that historically accurate? Yeah, 1920 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was really cool. I was trying to, like, look around the garage a little bit, but also, like, pay... You know, it's my first time watching this movie, so I didn't want to do, like, Fast and Furious minute-level depths, but I saw, like, at one scene behind Tony Danza, they passed a snap-on toolbox, and I got really excited. I feel like there's probably connections in here in terms of the cars, but I don't know enough about cars to be able to connect them. Like, this is a movie... Because I think when, when we mentioned to Brian that we're doing this, he's like, why are you covering it? I was like, well, you know, one of our patrons wanted us to, but like... And we also, you know, we're talking... It's a great car movie. Because it's not, it's not about cars, but it's about cars, right? Because like, it's, it's yeah. the same way that, like, it's an extension of each of them. It's how they get around. It's how they identify. They might as well be walking, but at the same time, the cars are a key part of, like, it's the cruising culture. Yeah, so these cars are... There's a lot of Chevys in here. There's a lot of Fords. There's, like, the girl has the Mustang. There's, like, a lot of cool cars in here, but I think these are just, like, a little bit before the Fast era, right? Like, mid They're, like, later 60s, early 70s, like, right around there is when they, like, start, get, like, getting the cars for the things. One of the coolest car things, though, I noticed in this movie is that in such a rich, like, Americana-style film that we get the scene where the cops come up and they're like, move these ter- these Nazi toys or whatever, because there's like two Porsches parked in front of this thing that they like yeah. blocked in. And I was like, oh, that's really cool that they had these old Porsches in it because I really enjoy old Porsches. So I thought that that was like a really cool thing for me specifically. There's some cool trivia about this movie too. I have so a question t- for you first though. Yeah, go for it. I'm going to ask this like very vague, but you'll see why. And I would like you to think about it with me. We can kind of talk through it. Who from the Fastiverse would match up character wise to the characters in these in this movie and who would you recast from the Fastiverse to play the Ooh. roles in this film should we do like a quick rundown of the main characters yeah so you have tony danza michelle pfeiffer i don't know there their are names. a couple there and like i get you know it is an ensemble movie but it basically has like a bunch of names then a couple of people and just says and starring tony danza and he's like barely in the movie yeah 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 because there's a ton of people in this movie you got like dudley right yeah, Dudley Laywicker. Who's the main character, the guy's name? Uh, What's his character name? The Tony Danza character? 
No, the the main main character. Oh, New Bomb Turk. Okay, New Bomb New Bomb. I love that name too, by the way. The New Bomb Turk Memorial Library. Oh, I think I heard of that guy. He's uh, I think he's from Beverly Hills. <laughs> That was one of my favorite scenes. Him like, guys, yes, Garcon, you boy, come here. Take this take this punch from them. And he's like, uh, look, like, yeah, they're building the library. Just drive straight through all the plants. Like, yeah. that's the quickest way back. They're going to redo it on Monday. It's totally fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? You're like, because if you were, like, delivering something and some guy came out in, like, a suit like this, he'd be like, I guess he kind of, he looks like he works here, right? Like, you wouldn't really question it. I'd be like, are you sure I should drive through the thing? He's like, yeah, dude, it's totally fine. Like, that's the quickest I way I mean, back. he's wearing a suit, but he's also wearing, like, his letterman, his, like, his knight's jacket over. Like, it's not like he's, really? like, very official. The boy he calls out is just, like, a kid, like, in a t-shirt. It's not like he's, like, in a suit. It's just... Yeah, but I, I mean... Know. Yeah, I don't know. I also do love... I don't know if it's the same boy or not, but there's, like, the one kid who's, like, always smoking cigarettes at the cops him. Yeah. the whole time. And then, like, the one scene, like, the most natural act in the entire movie is when he's letting people in. He's like, hey, stay away from the punch. Stay away from the punch. Yeah. And then the cop takes a cigarette. He's like, hey, try the punch. I'm like, I just like, it's like, <laughs> such an obvious joke. But like, the way that he did it, like, I know. he sold it. I was like, that kid is great. I know. I laughed really hard at that. Specifically that. He was like, hey, cop, you should drink some of that punch. Like, it's just like so <laughs> direct. Yeah. Okay. So we have uh, New Bomb Turk, who's like the main. Okay. He's the guy who always keeps imitating Dudley. He's basically the main prank. Yeah. Right? Who would you cast him as like which of the mean which of the family yeah. you put in that role if, if we're remaking this movie yes he gotta be the brian right i don't know he's kind of like i mm, i feel like brian and mia are kind of tony dan's and michelle pfeiffer it could be dom and letty it could be dom and letty i also gotta feel like maybe new bomb turk is like sean sean from tokyo drift yeah <laughs> no which, which he has to be roman if Nila. anything he's if anything he's roman Ooh, right maybe i mean i feel like I think he's more capable than Roman. I don't know. Like, and that's, that again is the, the, the evolution of Roman through the series. Yeah. I don't know. Do you have an idea? Would you, do you, do you think it's Roman or do you think it's Brian? It's Brian. Okay. It's just like a more silly Brian. Okay. Who else? So then do we, we have, got? so we Tony have Tony Danza, Danza, Michelle Pfeiffer. That's Dom and Letty. So Fran Drescher is Mia. Yes. Is Fran, is, is Fran his sister? In the movie? In this movie? I don't know. Nobody really has last names on... on no. I'm looking on Letterboxd right now. Also, by the way, I did not know that I was going to have the biggest crush in the world on, like, 23-year-old Fran Drescher. Dude, like, oh, my God. babe. Yeah. She's beautiful. She's um, And she's adorable, and she's fun, and she's a good actor in this, and, like, man, oh, man. Her voice, is, her voice hasn't hit the, the Fran part, the nanny. I mean, she... It has a little bit, and that's what, you know... No, it's about close, that. but it, it's more of, like, an accent than, like, a, than like a screech... That she like embellished later. Who are the cops? Is that Bilkins and Muse? Bilkins and Tanner? Oh, no, no, it's like it's like Mister Nobody. It's Rico, no, it's Rico and Tego. Oh, yeah, that's, that's good. It. Yeah, there's like a bathroom scene and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. I like that. Anybody else that we want? I guess the the the, the recruits are just whoever kind of right they would be like the children when tej breaks the atm and sprays all the money into the street okay that's the closest i can get to it who do you think the zoning lady i don't know i don't know what her official title oh like is. the older couple yeah who would they be so they're the law but they're also like fun like it's it's almost like mr nobody if he had a girlfriend or like a like a, a bang buddy you know what i mean yeah uh that, that's not a quite it's not a good comparison it's not a good direct comparison and i don't think anybody is hobbs or shaw 
nobody's like actually officially authority in this movie. Like that's the problem is that like there's there's a lot of people in this movie, but like they're all essentially versions of each other, or like they're all just like caricatures. Of, like yeah, these oh, so are the who's dumb Dudley? Guys. That's the last one. Dudley, like the victim of everything. He might be Roman in the doofy one. Yeah, yeah, maybe, maybe. Okay, sorry. I was I was thinking about it as I was uh, watching. No, yeah. So the trivia for this, yeah. So there's not there's not a ton, but Tubby's driving where they where most of this movie takes place. A lot yes. of it, maybe half of it was shot. Was actually an A and W root beer that was closed ah, down. It was located cool. then way out on Van Nuys Boulevard. Nothing worked. No bathrooms. No plumbing. No grills, etc. Many people sought to buy the place after the film and convert it back into a working drive-in, but it never happened. Which is a bummer. Still there. Yeah, that is a bummer. I like the idea of drive-ins, not so much like Sonic now, but like I like the concept of drive-ins. I think that we will see like a, a drive-in revival soon. I feel like it's about time that it'll come back. Do we talk about it on here? I just sent you the link, but like as coronavirus ravages the world and people still want a sense of community, still want to see movies, like drive-in movie theaters, I and mean, it's a different kind of drive-in, but yes. like the car culture, like being in public, but being in the safety of your own space is coming back in a big way. That's and I can awesome. totally see like that next thing of like drive-ins where it's like cur- it's basically curbside pickup, but just like still a sense of community. Yep. And it's not exactly, but it's kind of. And there'll be like tables if you want to get out and sit at a table, but like also you can also just sit in your car. That was the other thing that I wanted to say. This movie is very conducive to car horniness because cars were so much bigger. Yeah. Like, that's something that like we don't factor in. Like he even mentions it. He's like, "Oh damn it! I wish we still had your Pontiac or something." Like at one point, dude, do you see how much space they have in these back seats? Like, can you imagine trying to like make out in your back seat right now? No, it's terrible. I mean, I can't even imagine sitting in my back seat. Yeah, it's like barely comfortable to sit, and they're like pushing the chair up, and there's like taking pants off, and like all this room for activities back there. Yeah, and I'm like, damn, those were the truly days. extracurricular activities. Truly. Cops trying to, like, early on when they're trying to sing, like, oh, I love that song, Lawrence of Arabia, like, the, <laughs> singing the lyrics, and then, like, somebody sings it to them later. I'm like, I don't know how anybody else knows these <laughs> lyrics that he just made up, but, like, it's amazing. He was either listening to the cops, or he sang it, and the cop heard him singing it and thought that those were the lyrics. Maybe. Yeah. I don't but know. either one's kind of weird. But it is funny. It's a good joke. Uh, yeah, I thought that, too. I was, like, watching it. He's like, there's no lyrics to this. Like, you just made those up. And then, like, New Bomb Turk comes through, and he just is singing the same lyrics. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> He's such a weird kid. He's so lovable. Like, I really love the character of New Bomb Turk. He's an asshole, but there's nothing malicious about it, right? No, like, he's no. Just... He's, like, a creep. He's, like, an asshole. He's, like... A bumbly idiot, but at the same time, it's like, he's still having fun. Like, he still makes everyone laugh. You know what I mean? Like, he's still like a clown. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to say about Hollywood Nights? You can't stream this for free anywhere. I think you can rent it in a bunch of places for a couple bucks. It's out on Blu-ray. I think this is way worth a watch. If you like stuff, if you like Animal House, if you like American Graffiti, if you just want a really dumb, silly movie to pass some time during this, this this was a really fun movie. Definitely not for kids. It's tasteless in a tasteful way. <laughs> like I don't know how else to describe it. It was it was just really fun. I'm I'm glad that I finally watched this, and I I really thank Nick for picking this one because it was a blast for me. Like I think that if you listen to us talk about this for the last half hour or whatever, and you're like, I don't think that sounds like a movie Good that at I all. want to watch. Yes, don't do it. But don't do if it. You, if you think if you think it's one where it's like, oh yeah, like I could just turn my brain off and just like I'm not going to be offended by like absolute lack of agency for like every female like you're just like <laughs> if, if you 
if you don't mind just like thinking about like this movie is 40 years old the different There's time jokes it's a bygone era it was never meant to be high art no um, and this is coming from me who like very easily could have like hated this That's what I was entirely yeah and i just you know it just i feel like it's the kind of thing specifically that we kind of place need in setting now. yeah yeah it, but like if you if you put into context that like this movie wasn't made yesterday like it was made a very long time ago and it was just stupid and gross then it's still that now and and because of how long ago it was made it's also like they couldn't push the boundaries to make it worse so it's kind of in this like almost wholesome place for yeah. it being such a tasteless movie yeah like i really enjoy it yeah for sure any other thoughts or you just uh just say worth a watch no no i i think it's worth a watch i think you need to watch it the jokes are funny it had everything it really itched my little boy heart you know what i mean like it was like a per- like i was like damn why didn't i see this movie when i was like 18 because i would have fucking loved it you know like it was like oh there's boobs and this and this and this and this and this yeah. like it it would have been so much fun i look forward to one day showing a boy that is of you know, questionable age range. This is reminding me of you, like, just saying, you know, oh, when you're 14, there's a cute girl next to you, there's a cute 14-year-old girl next to you. Like, your your weird fetishization of, like, teenage horniness is very strange. Like, there's a new through line on this <laughs> that I, I, I can't endorse. No! I'm not saying that. I'm saying, like, if I had a nephew, and he was, like, 15 and, like, staying at my house, I'd be like, this is the movie we would watch. Like, in the same sense that, like, you'd watch it with your dad, right? You're like, don't tell anybody else I let you see this but this is going to be, like, the coolest movie you've ever seen. Because it's just, like, cars and fart jokes and boobs. Like, that's... It's awesome. Okay. It's such, like, a hidden gem that, like, it's a cult classic, but, like, it's not, like, a big cult classic, right? So, like, if you, like, put this on, they'd be like, what the fuck is this movie? I've never heard about this before. And I could definitely see, like, a teenager going back to their friends being like, I saw this fucking movie, and it was incredible. <laughs> like, So this is not a movie, that's what I, was, I wanted to ask, this is not a movie you had heard of before Nick had us watch it. No, I had never heard of it. Did you? No, I don't think so. Yeah, and for it to be like the first movie of all these people and stuff like that, like this was one that just was never on my radar. So that's why I was really excited about it. Like when I saw like the poster and I saw the trailer, all the other things like that went up to it to like just to check it out, I was like, damn, this looks good, and it didn't disappoint. Well, on Friday, Joe, we're going to do Nas Boost three. We're going to do another three minutes of the Fast and Furious, the original one, and then next we've got a couple movies. But this Friday, our bonus episode is going to be three episode or three minutes of the Fast and Furious. So send in your emails. Not that this is, this is going to be out after we record that one. So not that this is an urge for that episode, but just email in family at cageclub.me. If you're bored, we'll read them. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. But yeah, for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com. Shout out once again to Jerry for supporting us over there. Take the quiz if you have not yet. If you want to check out the minute document, do that, please. Leave us a review on iTunes, email family at cageclub.me, and come back on Friday for our Nas Boost number three. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace out. You anus.
Yeah, we'd all over the place. What was it called? 